show where you decide the topic from love chat for matt to the hate in your heart i can't believe it there are no limits you can be nice i love legends you can be mean i don't give a fuck or you can blow it all up every wednesday at nine it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe and now here they are matt christensen and blonde Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number, and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. All right. In the interest of time, let's uh, let's get right into it. Try to be quick and efficient with our call-in shows these days. But if you are new to the show, quick rule recap. There is a link uh, in the YouTube uh, description to join the Discord server under which we host the show. Hop in the Discord server. Put your name in the roll call. Uh, hang out in one of the waiting rooms. We go on a first-come, first-serve basis. Try to keep your call to uh, about two or three minutes or whenever Blonde makes you leave uh, as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. We'll get through as many as we can. Take breaks every half hour. Check in with uh, Super Chat and Streamlabs and D Live. If you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, send us an email. Uh, send us a brief question to beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line so we know what that's what it's for, beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. And uh, we will respond to those in the last half hour of the show. Anything before we get started? Nope. All right, let's hop into it. Batman's up first. Update from Gotham. Batman? Batman. We'll let him hang out a second. Uh, Cigar Bro, you there? Uh, hello. All right, oh, I hey, jumped guys. the gun. Um, Cigar Bro, you want to sit tight for just a second, and we'll let Batman go. Uh, yeah, I'll mute myself. All right, sounds good. Thanks, man. Let me try and fix this. Sorry. <laughs> You're good to go. All right. <laughs> Man. Ew. Okay, Cigar Bro, you still there? Just chime in if you're ready. Yeah. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, so, how are you guys doing? I think it's been like, what, I don't know, a month ago? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, you know, uh, it's opening up around here, so I'm feeling more optimistic yeah. than I have in recent weeks. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been opening up here in uh, the city, but it's not like anybody really cares about it. Uh, so the, the amount of Karen calls I've been getting in the city has been like, just so dumb because, uh, which, which city remind me Baltimore city. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You're the police officer. That's right. Yes. 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 Uh, yeah. I, I didn't think you guys remember me. My bad. Oh, I remember the uh, call. It's just tough to remember every name, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyhow, I'll get to it because I know yeah. I have a limited amount of time. Um, so I'm like in this nicer area called Fells Point. And there was an air show actually that just happened. And I didn't know about it. So everyone, their mother was outside watching the planes go by and all that kind of stuff because they want to see it. Knowing that it's really nice and all that kind of stuff. Somebody got stabbed earlier. But anyhow, mm. so I'm going there. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people Let me get out because I know for a fact the lieutenant and he's going to tell me, hey, make sure people are social distancing and make sure they have their mask on, blah, 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 blah. As I'm pulling up, this dude comes over, and I'm just going to call him Mr. Karen because I have no idea what his name is. <laughs> Mr. Karen, all right. He uh, He's like, excuse me, sir, are you going to force all this? I'm like, 
enforce enforce what? So all these people, they're not six feet apart, and they have their mask on. And I see everybody, and you know how like you're with a group of friends, and you're close by, and you're trying to separate mm-hmm. yourself from other people? That's what they were doing. And I'm just so like, what was Sir, the, what were they doing? Were they participating? They were in just, they were just or? hanging up. They're just hanging about. They're nearby, like the the water nearby the harbor. And so they're just, just out on a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just okay. like, I, I put my hands up in the air, like I'm shrugging. I'm like, Sir, it's not illegal to have a mask. Like, it's not illegal to not have a mask right. outside. And he was like, Oh, oh, let me get your badge number. I was like, Okay, cool, have it. <laughs> and he's like, I've been calling ten people. Oh, and he storms off. I'm like, Oh my fucking god. And oh, I, man. I was already going to go outside and talk to the people and I talked to the businesses and, you know, they're enforcing it because um, I haven't given the fines. But unfortunately, some people like throughout the state, the state troopers are more likely to do it than Baltimore City. They've been giving people uh, like $5,000 citations for not <sighs> enforcing the law, which I'm like, and someone in the waiting room was like, where's that authority come from? I said, I got no idea. I don't, I, I don't know what's going on, but wow. What do remind me? Are you a fresh, you're a new police officer, right? Yeah. Okay. So you've been just thrown into this bizarro world where suddenly anything that would have been a crime or things that wouldn't have been a crime a month ago, two months ago are suddenly quasi crimes or at least citable offenses. Yeah. There's a weird time to enter the field, man. It's so weird. And on top of that, um, unfortunately, uh, there have been like cops who have been like violating constitutional rights. And then mm. all of a sudden they want us to like find these people, but they're just standing outside. Like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> you get a, you get a description <laughs> of the perp. Uh, I don't, fuck. I don't know. So, like, but um, meanwhile, has, um, have you seen Baltimore? Of course, I, I don't know what your beat is, but Baltimore yeah. has a very serious crime problem generally, as I understand. Yeah. yeah that's have, what... Has that cooled off? Are they taking um, breaks like they were asked to do? No. no no so the, not, remember the mayor so, asked them to like, stop like shooting I, each other yeah like so yeah. like i said before like there was a stabbing like right in the middle of the shift and we were all changing and switching our cars and they just like it's like yeah i need units now there's the dude who's been stabbed like a couple blocks away and then i come over here and then somebody's com- then a mr karen's complaining to me about <laughs> social distancing oh so, stabbing God. plus not plus no mask that's a yeah double yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. But anyway, it's it's just you know. It's What's just, the worst part yeah. about all of this? These people. We got to let are, you go, but thanks yeah, for the yeah. update. Yeah, please, yeah, man. Nope. please do call in. I'm I'm interested to hear how this is going from the cop perspective for sure. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try to stop in and everything. Sure. Nice talking to you guys. Yeah. See ya. Good luck. There were there was word out of New York that they were actually prioritizing the three one one calls over nine one one. That the social that distancing cannot be true. Th- I that was reported. I don't, I don't know if anyone can verify that, but I saw that reported at least. Hey, Batman, did you get it figured out or has the Joker hacked I your did. technology? All right. I did, yes. Sorry about All that. Right. Um, so this is basically designed entirely, I think, to piss you guys off. I okay. had a dear family member today uh, post this in a derogatory and unironic way. Okay, all right. These are, I'm ready. These are just... <clears throat> These are just people that feel that their individual constitutional rights are more important than the rest of us trying to live through a pandemic. That's it. That's the. That's just. That was the quote. That's it. There's a. There's a long, a longer conversation in there, but where, I, that just seems completely unacceptable to me. Well, I, I love How this notion of. 
this notion of selfishness always goes one direction. That is to say, why can't I argue that your, you think the cynical way to view their perspective, you think your fear entitles you to control the rights of other people. Why is that not obnoxiously selfish? We don't ever go exactly. that route. And, and they just take it for granted that their perspective is for sure saving lives. Yeah. When that's I, not demonstrated at all. I read some survey that um, 30% of people uh, that were polled said that they would rat out their neighbors for having a barbecue. <sighs> well, the polls are hilarious because people say in polls that they definitely support stay at home orders. They support sheltering in place. They support enforced social distancing. Meanwhile, you take a look at cell phone movement uh, data. You take a look at traffic data. It's all yeah. creeping up. It's all tra the upward trajectory. So people love to say outwardly, oh, yeah, I'm a good person who supports locking other people in their homes. Meanwhile, they're slowly starting to go about their business. Not slowly, actually, increasingly. People just love to look good. But at the end of the day, they want their freedom just as much as anybody else does. Well, that uh, segues nicely into a point that Red Falcor made, and he's not going to be able to make tonight because he's probably too low on the list. Um, mm. the, the Rona has brought out people's personal politics, you know, very much to the surface lately. There is sure. individualism versus collectivism, but more broadly speaking, how much should all, all of us be adhering to the same standard? Who decides mm -hmm. that standard? Does society actually exist in a collective form and are conservatives themselves not exhibiting a form of collectivism in nationalism, uh, nationalism or balkanization? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really think that we exist in a collective form anymore. I mean, I thought we did, but we just don't have enough in common with other Americans. Yeah, it's. Um, I think I agree with that. And so the, your, um, your take on balkanization seems more and more appealing nowadays, um, you know, yeah. sort of making California and New York their own countries, God forbid, because I'm in New York and I don't want to be there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, here's the question for you, though. Let's say a deal was reached, a peaceful deal, where we all agreed mutually to part ways. And the trade-off in that was you would have to leave New York and in exchange you would be free from the tyranny light that is being exhibited in that in those parts of the country would you take that deal or do you want to stay and fight in new york um i'm me, me personally i'm of the opinion yeah. that basically this place is too far gone um mm -hmm. and if i were given the opportunity to leave uh i'm pretty sure that there's no speed limit that would keep me from leaving <laughs> fast enough um <laughs> Do you think that this is a scourge that's punishing New Yorkers specifically for <laughs> for it's living the Pat in New Robertson York? Take. <laughs> is it really? It's, well, the, just generally that godless places get punished for their transgressions. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like it. But I, I, I found, particularly since 2016, that you cannot argue with these people anymore. Mm. Yeah. There, there is no, there is no point at which. They will not move the goalposts during an argument. They will not be convinced. It doesn't matter how good your data is or anything like that. They, they're just, we want socialism. And um, we just don't think that the consequences that you have lined up and that um, history has borne out time after time after time uh, are, are going to happen this time. We're going to do it right yeah. this time. Of I'm course. Sure you've heard We're the, the smartest ever in history. Before. Everyone who came so, before us was a damn idiot, but we're the geniuses who will get it done. Exactly. Yeah, so if there's no way to convince people, all you can do is not share a space with them. Yeah. Right. I, I, I share. Yeah. I, I can't argue with, with you there, man. 
Uh, we got to let you go, but final thought if you want it. Um, no, I'm good. Have a good, uh, right. have a good week. Thank you. Bye. You as well. All right. El Vaquero's up next. El Vaquero, you're good to go. Hey, Matt. Hey, Blonde. Um, hey. I'm actually calling in to nurture Blonde's bloodlust for the Chinese. Very good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's starting to come out now that the Chinese have, I mean, we have and the Japanese have, a, a bunch of people have, but the Chinese have been engaging in what's called gain-of-function research with coronaviruses. And mm. people are looking at the, the RNA sequence of the coronavirus, and they're noticing that it has what you would call a, a furin cleavage site. And it's, to, it's like to make where, it more dangerous, right? Well... Actually, it, um, what it does is it makes it more contagious, specifically. And in the closely related coronavirus uh, on the, the, the phylogenic tree, it's not related to anything that has this furin cleavage site. The closest coronavirus shares, I think, like 37% of its, of its genome with the COVID-19 coronavirus. So... And it, it's clearly something that was inserted. So it's pretty clear that they were doing gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Virology Lab. And here's the kicker. The United States, the, the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Disease, mm -hmm. was giving grants to the virus lab in Wuhan. Yeah, like $35 million a year. Wow. Yeah, so... It looks like it was gain-of-function research that got out from Wuhan because, well, I mean, face it, the lab was made in China, which means it's junk. <laughs> yeah. And there's a really good chance that we were funding it because Dr. Fauci, in the past, came out for gain-of-function research, even though other researchers mm. are like, no, this is stupid. Can you define that term for me? I don't know what that means. So it's either... Like if you have a virus, it's either adding a new function to the virus or enhancing a function. And in okay. this case, yeah, in this case, it it enhanced the infectious, how infectious it was by quite a bit. Um, so you're playing virus Legos, basically, which would mean this right. is this is uh, would it be fair to say that if that theory is correct, that this is this is human created, then this is not naturally occurring. It's human created. If that. Hum human altered um for human sure altered okay yeah because it's it's got a sequence which is very similar to other closely related coronaviruses and then all of a sudden um all of a sudden there's just this like inserted sequence that doesn't belong there and it's like yeah that looks like it was inserted they've done this with other viruses and other labs mm. in china in the united states in japan and it's like oh you mean and, and I don't think it was like a bioweapon. I think it was yeah. trying to research how to, to, you know, stop these things. But, um, yeah, the Chinese did it to us. And now our economy is going to crash. Yeah. <sighs> awesome. Wow. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Of course, we were told forever, oh, no, 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 the lab's not the source of the of the outbreak. And now it's, okay, the lab's probably the source of the outbreak. But, yeah. but it definitely wasn't created there. Okay, it maybe they created it there. I could see it going this route very easily. Well, if yeah. this doesn't change anything for us, we deserve what is coming to us. So. Oh yes, absolutely. Well, the the uh, people in in the U.S. who are saying no, no, it couldn't have been man-made because our computational models wouldn't have predicted it. They're all involved in gain-of-function research, so they're protecting their paychecks. Mm. 
All right. Well, thanks for the intel. Uh, real quick before we let you go, I know you had some good hunting news. Are you able to? Are you doing any hunting right now? You have any? You you get any? Uh, you get any? Uh, Would you have any success? Or are you yeah, not hunting yet? I, I don't hunt until November, but no. I, I did catch another one of those snapping turtles, and it's on the sto- stove right now. So. <laughs> All right. Well. Good luck then. I'll have to uh, pick your brain for survival skills when this all goes uh, to hell. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, Turd Ferguson is up next. I don't know if it's the real one or not. Uh, Mr. Ferguson. All right. We'll let him hang out a sec. Adult male content uh, is also here. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk circumcision or not, but the floor is yours if you do. Hey, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Um, okay, adult male content. You want to hang out for a second? And we'll let Mr. Ferguson Absolutely go first. No All right. Ferguson, you're up. Or he might have some te- technical difficulties. I don't know if he can hear us. All right, adult male content. You want to go? Yeah, sure. Uh, Thanks, guys, for having me on again. Um, I've been screwing up when I called in the last few times. But I'm back. Um, so I had a debate with the Talmudic Jew on Jack Fleck's YouTube channel, and uh, that was fun and interesting. Was it about circumcision? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, next, I'll be debating um, a Muslim who supports both male and female genital cutting. Mm-hmm. And really? then after that, I'll be looking to debate a doctor. Do you have one lined up, or are you searching? Um, I have some potential uh, opponents. Uh, how long till YouTube bans this sort of thing? Um, you well, crack down on for that. So yeah, we we are doing these on Jack Flex YouTube channel. His previous mm-hmm. channel was uh, deleted because he was critical of uh, those performing circumcisions. So really, okay, yeah, yeah. I've actually had trouble um, sending super chats with the word circumcision in it. Um, huh. That, that started. Well, we know they scan for certain words. It seems odd to me they would scan for that word, but yeah. okay. Well, if you connect the dots, it's not that, not that crazy. I guess. So, yeah, as you know, I'm I'm trying to convince people that you know if mothers simply knew that the the, the nature of circumcision, um, their their natural instinct to protect their fragile, perfect baby, um, mm-hmm. would kick in um, if they actually knew what it what it actually involved. But one of my reasons for for calling into your show was to, to practice, you know, speaking openly on the internet about this. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's, that's been great. And that the debate I had went, went really well. Um, I wanted to address something that blonde said after my last call about the G spot being. A- being a what? I don't know. You cut out for a second. You still there? I'm oh, sorry. Um, last time I called in another caller or another super chat said some things. And uh, blonde said that she thought that the, g-spot orgasm was a myth she's nodding yes because <laughs> you gotta say on. yes it's actually oh yeah the, i forgot <laughs> pregnancy the, the brain, g-spot is actually the uh the anterior nerves of the clitoris so the clitoris has this exposed yeah part i've done a lot of research on this a large majority of women cannot achieve orgasm this way and i think that this myth uh this sexual myth like in the male community is frequently because men think that they're better at sex than they actually are. And because women are faking orgasms. Um, (laughs) So like, if you think you're consistently giving a chick a G spot orgasm, like 
statistics would say that you're probably not. She probably just wants sex to be over and she's bored. <laughs> well, if you're <laughs> circumcised, that might be the case. Um, one of the, the other point I wanted to bring up was that um, amongst the COVID scare being kind of a dud, uh, PEPFAR, yeah. WHO, and, and Bill Gates' activities regarding vaccines and circumcisions in Africa, uh, I hope become uh, more scrutinized. They're basically using, you know, the same sort of dishonest, manipulative statistics to justify circumcision as they do mm. to build these models about how bad COVID was was going to be. Mm. Um, and it, it's it's patently absurd. They, they they quote the idea that that circumcision prevents HIV by sixty percent, um, but that's actually a relative reduction rate where you go from. 2% chance to a 1% chance. And that yeah. with a whole yeah. bunch of other statistical manipulations that they did, including canceling trials after the numbers coming in weren't what they wanted. Weren't supportive, to be. right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and Bill Gates, one of his recommended books for reading is uh, How to Lie with Statistic, which, which is interesting. Um, so before <laughs> right. I go, I, I'm hoping to uh, inch Matt along uh, to understanding or admitting affirmatively that circumcision is mutilation um, on, uh, on, a, on a call, uh, sorry, on a show, Matt, you said that um, gender reassignment surgery was mutilation. Um, and yeah, I, th I think we've already, we've had this conversation before. I don't, you want me to use a specific word. I don't support unnecessarily altering a child's body. I don't know what you want me to say. Oh, well, uh, last time it, it was a, a non-affirmative uh, agreement that it is not something that you should do, but that it well, is you, something that you affirmatively should not do, that it is a mutilation. Yeah, I, I don't support it on principle, but I also won't be bullied into using a specific word to satisfy you. Oh, I wasn't trying to bully you. I, I was just trying to point out that you used that word when it came to uh, gender reassignment surgery. I, I agree with you. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Fight to the death. Well, then it's mutilation, just the same as uh, a, gen a gender alteration. I, I don't support either. Gotcha. All right. All right. Well, see you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Turd Ferguson, you, have, you're, you ready to go? Yeah. Hello? Turd? 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 Barely. How about now? Go for a it. A little bit. Go ahead, though. Hey, Blonde, if, if anybody for your right-wing death squad, just let me know. I'll be a soldier. Oh, I, I'm always looking to recruit for my right-wing death squad. And oh, uh, I, I, I have, I have oh. a theory. I have a theory that uh, as far as most cops, it isn't that they're actively trying to trample on your freedoms. They just have no clue what is actually in the Constitution. What is that... Sorry, did you cut out? He did cut out. I, I didn't hear what he said. Damn it. This time I am on my computer, so I'm not sure why it's not working. All right. Can you hear us all right? Loud and clear? Yeah, sure can. So are you, are you, uh, are you a police officer? Are you coming at this from a police officer perspective? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, probably military, army, army infantry, but okay. nothing to do with law the, enforcement. The, the only reason I ask is I'm just curious if you can speak about the training process. Because if there's not knowledge of the Constitution, is that absent from the training process is the only thing I'm getting at. 
That I have no clue. I just say that because uh, I was calling up to Idaho uh, to the sheriff's office that had arrested the lady for the yard sale. I, I talked to mm-hmm. an officer for about 15 minutes and he kept going back to, well, the governor said it's okay, so it's okay, without any thought about what does the Constitution say. Ah. I think it did you lose him? He's without kind of any thought different. about I, that's all without any thought about what the constitution says is this any better uh sound quality is worse maybe connections better i don't know um given the connection though go ahead and just get your thoughts out and then uh, maybe we'll be able to respond to them uh yeah basically just that uh, just sum it up most cops i think just don't know what's in the constitution they don't know what rights are guaranteed in the first amendment well, that's a, if that's true, that's a huge problem. If you're swearing an oath to protect and defend, mm-hmm. uh, if you're swearing an oath to the Constitution itself and you don't know what's in it, uh, that would be a problem. I, I, don't, I just don't know how much that is a part of the training or not. So I, I just I Apparently can't speculate about it. Apparently, it's not super central. Hmm. Uh, I could har- I, well, I'll try and find out. Sure. Well, thanks for the thoughts, man. Sorry about the connection. Yeah. It's all good. Have a good night. You as well. All right. Uh, let's see. Dell, the rednecks up next. Let's see what's going on North Carolina way. Dell, you there? Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Uh, oh, hey. hey uh, this is uh, Batman the Redneck. <laughs> okay. I'm just wondering if y'all seen the mastermind thief, Fat Woman? Uh, I have not. I have not. Does she have uh, like a calling card? Piggly, no, I have not. No, she yeah cleaned out the roast beef. Also, we think she sat on Robin. Uh, seriously, okay. we can't find him nowhere. All right, uh, just, just kidding, just kidding. It's me, Dale. Sorry, Hi. <laughs> had y'all fooled. Everybody. You had you had me there. That was very convincing. Oh man, how y'all been? How y'all been? Tired, so tired. So Hello, tired. I hear you. Damn how it, you been, Matt? What's going on? <laughs> you have knock. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. Um, okay, what's going on here? Now I'm confused. Okay, sure. now I'm getting, I don't know, I'm getting sound now. I think it might not be uh, people here. It might be this, I don't know what's going on. I can hear you now, though. All right, well, what's on your mind? Oh, well, nothing much, um, as usual. Um, as we were walking around, I just wanted to give you a mauled update real quick. We were walking around the other day, and someone hollered over to us that uh, today was the first day of the rest of our lives. And uh, I don't think Maud's ever been happier. I mean, I swear to God, she yelled out, oh! Now I don't have to worry about all them outstanding warrants no more. <laughs> yeah. All right. The uh, bail money jar got a little wider this week. Let's just say that. Okay. Yeah, right. You know that saying? You know that saying when someone closes a door, God opens a window? Yeah, apparently Maude took that literally. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, Maude? Yeah, by the way, y'all have a good Cinco de Mayo yesterday? I, it kind of snuck up on me. I was sort of uh, bummed out that we didn't have any. Uh, we didn't have stuff to make margaritas. We didn't have stuff to make tacos. Oh, yep. it was so, so depressing. I drove past Taco Bell, just going somewhere else, and the line to Taco Bell was like way out. Really? On the street. Taco well, just Bell of is quarantine. Cinco de Mayo. But oh, yeah, well, but just that people too. are dieting probably. <laughs> is that, that Mod's diet? diet? I told you. Yeah, that's, so that's the Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You eat a Taco Bell, and like within a couple hours, you're guaranteed to drop two or three pounds. <laughs> gross it is it's, but it's but it works all right one more Dell. 
Uh, okay, well, uh, we had we had Cinco de Mayo as well, but uh, Ma drank all the tequila as well, so we had to have Cinco de Mayo, which is, yeah, I found some five-year-old mayonnaise in the back of the refrigerator. <laughs> I swear, Ma will eat anything when she's drunk, you know? All right. Uh, all yeah, right. Thanks for calling in, right. Y'all take care. Bye-bye. You as well. Police Tate is up next. Police Tate, you're good to go. Whoops. I grabbed the wrong guy. I grabbed Raggle Fraggle, but he's up next. Sit tight, Raggle. Police Tate, you there? Hello. What's on your mind? Oh, I've got some non-COVID topic to talk well, about. I can't oh, thank believe God. It. Yeah, yeah, relief. Glory be. Um, it has to do with the Kyle Larson incident. Um, this came up what, a couple weeks ago, but you guys mentioned at the tail end of the last college. Oh, the show. NASCAR guy. The NASCAR right. guy. Yeah, right, I forgot right. for a second. He said the, the, the bad word. Yes. Is there an yeah. update? Well, no. Um, it just is a, a some observation, a, a thing I wanted to add to that. Sure. Um, that what I believe is at play here is a phenomenon known as coprolalia. I don't know if you've heard of this at all. No. But it's uh, often a symptom of Tourette's, but does not necessarily mean it is Tourette's itself. So a person with Tourette's is more likely to just say horrible words as a tick. But not all people with Tourette's do that. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's this own thing. So it's uh comes from uh, Greek kapros, which means feces, and lalia, <laughs> which is speech or of uh, the tongue. Okay. So it literally translates to shit talking. Gotcha. All right. Huh. So I've I, I came up with this uh, or I, I happened upon this concept some time ago uh, when um I think it was uh, Charlie Sheen had this big episode where he's like melted down in a uh, hotel and, you know, naked and whatever. And, and he started screaming the N word and that's like, you know, terrible scenario, but yet a lot of really close friends of his came out in his defense and we were like, no, Charlie is not racist. Like he was just freaking out, but, but mm. he's not a racist. He's a lot of mm. things. But so I looked up the, uh, I looked into copper and discovered that that's what that was. So, I think that that might be what happened with Kyle. Um, similarly with PewDiePie in an almost identical situation where they're gaming and they're really heated and he's really angry and he just says the worst possible word that comes to mind. Well, in Kyle's case, he wasn't angry though. He was just like sound testing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah it was like, he was just mic checking. <laughs> and Which I you have similarly any... don't care about. Do you have any yeah. indication that he suffers from some kind of condition like that? I, I don't know about his condition. That okay. Because yeah. I, I would say, I mean, speaking honestly, I, I've known people to treat that word like a swear word before uh, or just, it, and it kind of makes sense even in that context of just testing if people can hear you in the most trolly possible internet way. Sure. You know, well, that, I mean, I've yeah. heard that. I've seen that. If you've ever played Xbox Live before or just... Yeah. online video games generally you've heard and seen the same thing so i would i would guess it's more likely just that unless there's it's some reason to yeah i mean it's, <laughs> if, unless there's some reason to think that he has some kind of condition or something but does it um, even matter though can we can we stop doing I, this it's just it's, it's whatever just a it's, a, it's a dumb word right yeah. it is it is just a word i mean i've had my own you know sort of version of of copper lalia in the past but uh, i've never gone specifically there Mine is, uh, I had a button for a while that had the seven deadly words as, you know, prescribed by George Carlin. And yeah. I think it goes, fuck shit, 
damn piss hell or, or something like that. I don't know. I might get the order mixed Wasn't up. Wasn't there. there a tit in there or something? Wasn't there Could a yeah, cunt fuck too? Shit. Something like that. Fuck shit, cunt, damn piss hell, maybe. Yeah. I think it might be the order. Anyways. Um, yeah, I just wanted to call in and, and just just uh, share that observation that that uh, that that it could be something along that line that it's like it it's just the worst word you can possibly say. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's yeah. why I think he put it in that con in that context. It's just what if you're trying to get people to hear you, what's the most shocking way you can do it? Shocking, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Um, last word, if I may. Sure. Um, we've been re- revisiting a uh, Deadwood lately. And mm. it is so much better this time around. I mean, I loved it before. It was in the TV show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, there was an interesting, uh, I think it was somewhere toward the middle of the first season, there's this whole bit with smallpox. And it just, there was a lot of relative uh, uh, instances in that that was kind of interesting to to see how they were dealing with their quarantine and all that. And, you know, the way the paranoia in the camp. And that was interesting to revisit. Uh in a timely fashion uh, to the, to the, to them dealing with a pandemic in the camp. Mm. Mm. All right. See there. I, I mentioned some COVID stuff. Damn it. <laughs> Finally. All right. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good night. You too. All right. We're due for a break. Uh, thanks Darth Jones and Silas for supporting the show over on D live. Much appreciated. Check in on Streamlabs. I think we might be good over there. Uh, no, we do have a few over in Streamlabs. Mike DeWine shit-eating grin. On Monday, DeWine, this is the Ohio governor, defended the press because a blonde reporter thought was accused, no, was accosted by a fat mom. Okay. On Tuesday, a judge in Dallas told a lady she wouldn't have to go to jail if she would say that she was selfish for opening her salon. She got seven days in jail. This story is fascinating. I'm sure we'll mm. talk about it on Sunday. Have you followed it at all? So she got busted for keeping her salon open. This is the short story. Judge is like, all right, I'll let you off with a fine if you admit that you were selfish and wrong and you apologize. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. It's not selfish to feed my kids and for my workers at my salon to feed my kids. So no. And as I understand, she she was sentenced, I think. But now the, the Texas governor has stepped in and said, no, no, she's not going to jail. And Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, the die for Wall Street guy, has actually volunteered um, to serve her jail sense, sentence for her. I don't know if Damn. that's going to happen. And there's also been $92,000 raised for her on GoFundMe in the last wow. 36, 48 hours. That makes me hopeful. Yeah, this is a, we'll definitely talk about this on Sunday, I anticipate. Um, um, Mike oh, DeWine Shitting Green also says today Leafs uh, Canadians arrested a cosplaying nerd outside of a nerd shop. Kind of makes me want to move to the Great White North. Did you see that one? No. The, uh, star, someone was dressed up as a stormtrooper for May the Fourth, walking around some shop in Canada. It had a plastic Star Wars blaster, like a full-on stormtrooper costume. Yeah. Busted by the cops, like you know, put on the ground, arrested. It's some chick who's crying. Because they think she's like a mass shooter or something like that. She's just in a stormtrooper costume with a plastic blaster. Did they just lack pop culture familiarity? Well, they went through. You can watch the footage. They went through it the whole process. They not only drive up on her, but they they make her get on the ground. They follow through with the whole arrest. You can hear her crying. It's it's a several minute engagement that it's very drawn out. It's country. Handel, well, it's Canada at least, but we're oh, not. Oh, it's, it's Canada. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not far. 
Andel says, uh, telephone, to- uh, telephone town hall here yesterday in the Toronto sub- suburb resulted in the mayor saying 27,000 people here have been corrected for not social distancing. And now we have uh, Asian giant hornets in British Columbia and Washington state. Thanks for the sanity safe space. I can't wait till the Asian hornets are the next panic. And once this blows over, doesn't this kind of feel like some end of day shit, like some, some plague and some locusts could be, it's always, it's going to be perpetual panic, whatever it is. They'll move on to the next thing. Once this loses its potency. Um, we haven't talked about this, but can we move to 10 and up on Wednesdays? Uh, well, usually we have a lighter load on Wednesday. That's kind of the idea, but I I, I don't think we should do it today. I don't think we can change the terms on the fly, especially since the terms are in the description. Oh, really? Okay. Maybe we'll change the terms on you guys next week. We'll talk about (laughs) this is big LC. Oh no. You found out your neighbor snitched on you, uh, for not social distancing, not wearing a mask and running a non-essential business. What would you do? Uh, that question is for both of you. Um, I'm a pretty passive aggressive neighbor. So like there's going to be some flaming dog shit on their doorstep. <laughs> there's going to be some retaliatory calls. Is the, is the premise that they called on me or is the premise they just called on someone generally? They call on you. On me? I'm definitely going over there and, and having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had neighbors do that to me. Like I've told the story a million times, but neighbors, some neighbors a few years ago called the cops on me for having a fire in my fire pit. And the cops came over and they're like, oh, we heard reports of a fire. Yeah, it's in the fire pit. Oh, okay. And they left because some bitch can't come over and talk to me. Yeah, I would vandalize their property. Probably <laughs> I would. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't harm them. I would. Uh, I would definitely go talk to them, though. Oh, but, that's an aggression against me. I got to iron it out. Lapco 92 turn 49 today. Nothing to do in Oklahoma city uh, because most things are still close. Thanks for the entertainment and screw China. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Steven Suarez. I almost called the cops on our neighbors, not because they weren't social distancing, but their Mexican music was loud, annoying and playing past 11 PM. That sounds legit. (laughs) support. Yeah. That one blonde supports. I do. Uh, Robert Franklin, Matt, when will you stop cucking to tyranny? The declaration literally says it's our duty as free men with with inalienable rights to throw off government chains. We're in the boog. Now make your right wing death squad. It's a trap. It's a trap, Matt. It's a trap. I don't think I've cucked to tyranny. When have I ever cucked to tyranny? When Matt I, just uh, wants to keep our show going. I also think you have a moral obligation. You, you you have a moral obligation against being a violent aggressor. Yeah. I have not. I'm not going to tell people to go become violent aggressors, but I don't. At no point have I supported anybody's rights being violated. I think I've been pretty consistent about that. Um, Shauna Thornton, I'm not sa- just saying that we should have closed 18 in 1890. Damn Continentals. <laughs> Oh, I am just saying that we should have closed in 1898. Damn Continentals. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think she means uh, the borders. Wouldn't that have been something? Uh, Laurel says, my helicopter money came through. It's mostly for my daughter's education, but here's enough to go buy some Wendy's hamburgers. Um, oh, thanks. I don't know if they're out around here or not. I haven't gone to look. What, Wendy's? There's, in certain parts of the country, they're, they're out of burgers. You can't get burgers. Well, their spicy chicken sandwich is the best thing on their menu. Is it? I don't know. I don't go to Wendy's very often. Neither do I. I rarely eat fast food, but when I do, a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is like choice. Is it uh, it breaded or is it grilled? It's breaded. Okay. Um, A little mayonnaise, a little lettuce. I'm pretty weak when it comes to spicy food, but that's probably not that spicy. 
If you can't handle a windy, a windy spicy I'm sure it's not that bad. I'm sure it's not that bad. Uh, Shauna Thornton. Kung flu carriers are documented as the worst behaved tourists. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> you mean the Chinaman? Shauna Thornton. Meat shortages are coming, but my husband and I are splitting a cow. Hope everyone's got a freezer. Remember to hit up your local farmers. That's true. Um, I have this friend, and the only meat she eats, she gets a quarter cow. Like once every few weeks from um a local that's all farmer. it lasts a few months i don't a... know she's got a family of four so however long yeah, so maybe it goes through quickly um i'll just do two more uh viva fry says hi matt i can't stick around putting the kids to bed keep the good work we should definitely do a live stream one of these days was oh, that the viva is it viva fray or viva fry I've, but that's viva the fray. guy that it, he's got yeah, a big big guy. successful channel everybody's uh sending me his stuff a lot so hi viva um yeah send me an email if um if you'd like to to work on something and thanks for um people have sent me i know you've had some kind words recently so thanks for the kind words and looks like you're you're doing great work and uh keep it up man you're killing it it looks like Quantum Football says, can we have Sydney Watson fill in when Blonde pops? I don't know who that is. I don't either. But uh, you can, again, send me an email and uh, I'm, I'm open to I'm open to nominations. I nominate Emily Yukis. <laughs> can we make a song? Can we collaborate on a song for that episode? Uh, Emily Yukis is uh, hilarious and amazing and mm. I hope she fills in for me. Ooh, um, okay. We're good to get back to calls? Uh, we can come back, yeah. All right, Raggle Fraggle, uh, Raggle Fraggle, you're up if you're ready. All right, give him a second. I hear uh, nothing. Yeah, he's muted, so we'll just we'll give him a minute. Um, Spader, let's see if Spader's oh, ready to talk. My bad. Oh, uh, I, didn't realize, I didn't realize I was muted. Uh, sorry, bad. Spader, I'll get right back to you, man. I pulled you in a little early. Uh, man, right. I'm just all about technical difficulties. At the uh, <laughs> what's on your mind, dude? You're good to go. Uh, not too much. I've been told that I should apologize for my comments last week about calling women ugly. And I've considered it and I've decided maybe there's a point. They are. Wait, wait, I can't even remember. I don't and even remember what you said. Yeah. Um, uh, back up. Remind me what the comment was. This was about the online dating and how there's a lot of, uh, ugly chicks. Oh, well, that's okay. just a fact. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot in fairness. There's a well, lot of ugly dudes I'm too. Clarify a little bit. A lot of the women have very cute faces. They're just fat. <laughs> just get your fat ass okay. on a treadmill and you'll be better off that's the okay. same thing ugly <laughs> fat what's what's the difference? i'm just being more specific who uh you got you're telling me you got pushback from this audience about this that doesn't sound right yeah uh, from one individual but i'm not gonna out him it's okay, okay. yeah yeah uh, is he a chubby <laughs> chaser anyway, i'm not no i have no inclination towards uh those who are morbidly obese thank you <laughs> Um, I do have a question about uh, this Corona thing. Some, I was listening to a podcast a while back that uh, brought up an interesting point. It seems now that everybody's in the vaccine race. So yeah. I think what they're worried about now is if China beats us to the vaccine. And that makes sense to me because the, the virus did originate with them and they were doing research on it. Mm -hmm. So if they get the vaccine first, what do you think is the worst uh, what are what is the realistic outcome and what is the worst outcome? Okay. Well, there's the question of how many, at least in this, I'm thinking in this country, how many people are going to consume a vaccine anyway? And then if it's from China, how many, how many people are going to consume it? I'm not going to, I'm not going to use the vaccine either way. I would say 0% chance I go get a vaccine from Pfizer or whomever tomorrow. 
But if it's from China, uh, no, you can't pay me to take no. that vaccine. Yeah. But are, are you are you talking worldwide? Is that? Or are you just well, talking no, about I'm like in, what are the I'm implications in, here? You're right here. That's what I'm thinking about. I don't think anybody would. Ex- who's who's going to get that vaccine? I think you'd have to be nuts. You still this trust chi- the government. I mean, take this vaccine from China to cure the Chinese virus? No. Absolutely uh, leftists, not. I'm sure would take. Oh, it. Go ahead, step right up, folks. But I'm not doing it. Well, there's Absolutely certainly not. people who who think they're at risk. You know, immunocompromised, the elderly. I, if they want to do that, I mean, I I'm, go right ahead. But I can't imagine that um, the public's that generally speaking, the public's appetite to to sign up for that sort of thing would be very yeah. high. Okay. Do you, that's what do you disagree? You think, you think people no, would no, no. want to? I was, I was, my mind went to worst case scenario, man, we're, we're going to have to pay them for a fucking vaccine. For I see. A problem they, uh, they created, you know, and then we're back to square one of we're supporting the Chinese communist government. Just steal a little intellectual property back from them. If they yeah, actually really. develop it first, <laughs> just swipe that shit and have some American company provide it and um, and do it that way. Why would we why would we ever pay China for the vaccine? That's that's insane. Some, some people will probably do it. It would not surprise me if some people do it, but I don't think overall we will. Why are more people out for blood? I mean, I've heard so many people be like, we need to turn the Middle East to glass. No, we need to turn China into glass. Why not both? No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Sympathetic to have, Muslims these days. We have plenty of nukes, blonde. We have no shortage. <laughs> we can nuke all these countries if we want to. Five times. Okay. One last point before I go. Uh, y'all were talking about people to substitute blonde. Uh, I already DM'd you about this, but I want to get blonde's opinion. What do you think about having Matt's fiance uh, take your place for a show or two? Yeah, that'd be great, but she's definitely not going to do that she, i mean oh, she'd have to dox herself yeah I mean, there's that and it's just it's just subjecting yourself to uh, uh it, it no it's, it's not gonna happen but she's such a good replacement personality wise she's like blonde just I, i've made this comment before but she's like blonde on a cocktail of adderall and cocaine <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe but it, it's also different when you know the stakes are higher like when yeah. you're stepping into someone else's shoes and I, it's just, it's not, listen, it's 90, 99% of the audience I think would love it. And it'd probably, we'd go over great with them. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I just, as a, a protector of a household, the 1% do make me nervous. I'll, I'll be blunt about that. There's yeah. 1% that would, um, that would try <laughs> to figure out who she, that just do doxing <laughs> type stuff. No, the, they'd make, said. they'd make ill-advised memes. <laughs> um, and it's not that I don't, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go after you if you make a meme. That said, I'd rather not have pictures of my fiance with dicks all over her face, all over the internet, you know? Yeah. And, I know that's... and the thing about this job is you've got to like ease yourself into it. Yeah. Like I would just hate if she just jumped into it and then she was like, what have I done? You have to make that decision gradually and then realize that it's too late. And this is yeah. what you do for a living. My mom, on the other hand, I think may be an appropriate substitute. Maybe she, maybe <laughs> we should get her uh, I don't know who's going to do it, but it might just be Matt Solo, and we might get some usuals in, so we'll see. I'm not going to do Solo. I, I like to have somebody to banter with, oh, so it won't sticks, be Solo. But. Probably. Agreed. All right. We'll, well thanks, it. man. All right. Bye. Have a good night, guys. Caesar, chill your balls. It's fine. Let's see. Uh, Spader's up next. Spader, are you there? 
Sorry, I gave you a false start earlier. Oh, no problem. How's What's it going, guys? Uh, not much. What's on your mind? Not much. How's uh, it going? It's going well. What's on your mind? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I was just going to call, hang on, ask. Uh, did you get started on uh, Mere Christianity yet there, Matt? I did, actually. I, um, I, so it's become my lawn mowing listening. So I'm nice. only like an hour or two into it because it usually takes me about like 40 minutes or so to mow my lawn. And I have to do it a couple times a week. You have to mow your lawn a couple oh, it, times. It a week. grows in so fast this time of year; it's insane. Mm. So it's usually a twice yeah, a week, a sense. twice a week thing. And uh, oh, and I'm only though. I'm only through, or I'm only like he's still talking about the, the concept of and the origin of natural rights and natural law. Yeah, which so far I'm on board. You know, this is stuff that I generally agree with, uh, and I don't. You know, I, I there's not much that he said so far that I find to be that I find myself in disagreement with. So I'm still waiting to get to the part where he's going to connect this to Christianity for me. I haven't got there yet. Unfortunately. That's good to hear though. Yeah. Uh, I hope you enjoy. And then uh, my other thing I was going to touch on real quick. Uh, Blonde, you mentioned a little while ago that you liked the uh, King James version of the Bible. And I just wanted to know uh, why, why you preferred that one over Uh, other translations. It's the only translation that I have loose familiarity with. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I I have no point of reference because I I haven't even read the whole King James Bible. Uh, that is just the Bible I've been told to read, and so it is the Bible that I read. Oh, fair enough. I don't Why know. I am I supposed to be reading uh... a different Bible? Uh, no, it's a, a lot of it is sort of uh, personal preference. There's minor translation differences, but a lot of Catholics prefer the uh, the Douay Rheims version. It was translated. About twenty or thirty years before the King James, yeah, and it was uh, commissioned by the Church. Obviously, the King James version was commissioned by uh, King James of England. But I'm fairly Catholic these days because of coronavirus. Uh, I feel like everybody's church really pushed out on on the coronavirus. People should just be having mass anyway. Are you uh, are you doing any kind of For virtual sure. thing, like any kind of remote mass? What's the or point? Like mass. That? You're supposed to congregate with people. Mm. to take sacraments with others. I don't want to fucking see it online. Mm. I guess I should. I pray. That counts. It's uh it's worth doing. Like it's it's definitely not the same. I I've been, you know, at my church online cuz obviously we can't meet, but you know, there's still there's still lots of valuable stuff there even yeah. if uh, not meeting is a pretty big detriment, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Just figured I'd uh Call and touch base. Thanks yeah. for hanging out, as always. All right. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good night. See ya. You too. Oh, Skag, I was going to tell you, my my brother's been converting to Catholicism. and uh, Interesting. What was his what was his perspective before? Uh, angry. Just agnostic? Like he just wasn't religious or what? No, not really. I mean, uh, so they're all converting to Catholicism. They've taken all the classes and everything like that. And um, all of their baptisms were delayed because of COVID. Hmm. Now, in the Catholic Church, you believe that if you were unbaptized, you are not baptized in the Catholic Church, like you will go to hell. I'm safe on that one. Thanks. And they're like, uh, we're just going to delay this because bad virus. He better not die. So he's really pissed. It's straight to hell if he has an untimely death. Yeah. He's like, they're jeopardizing my immortal soul for this. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it in that way. But yeah, that's a tough spot, man. So now I kind of feel like Catholic, like the Catholic Church is 
failed him in a time of need. They can't get like a guy to do it for him. I, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Signal is up next. Signal, you're good to go. Signal. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. What's on your mind? All right. Uh, so two things. Uh, one is non-corona related, and the other one is kind of corona related. Um, okay. Something's been kind of lost in the news recently because uh, I'm from Southern California, um, specifically around the San Diego area. Mm-hmm. Is that um, so? Uh, at least in our oceans, they've been reporting that we've had an algal bloom, which is causing bioluminescence, which is partially true. However, people have also been noticing a strong odor. And coincidentally, uh, since at least about February 4th, Mexico has been dumping 50 million gallons of raw sewage over the U.S. border. Awesome. You mean at the, like in the water or over the border on land? What do you mean? So what they're doing is they're dumping it in the Tijuana River, which flows into the United States and gets emptied out into the ocean. Oh, I see. Okay. Great. We have to so, take all of their reject people and their burrito shits. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> oh, but don't worry, though. Don't worry, though. Uh, I believe in one of some federal package that was passed, uh, we're spending $300 million to treat and capture their sewage. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh. And is, is this coming from one central source, like one, one gover- Mexican government source is doing this, or who's doing it? Um, that information is not clear to me, unfortunately. It's pretty much just been local news that's touching on this, and no one else is. I kind of wonder why, but, you know. Huh. Um, and then uh, the other thing is uh, kind of corona-related, kind of tinfoil hatty. Um, uh-huh. I've had this conversation with some relatives, because uh, you know how they've been talking about having a second round of lockdowns somewhere around the fall time? <sighs> which, that is you know, never going to happen. Suck my balls, never going to happen. Try it. Go ahead and try it. Well, at least with the tin foil thing, if they do that again, uh, the states of Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania all have Democratic governors, and mm. if they pass mail-in ballots in the federal package, uh, they might shut down in polling, and so that leads to a lot more gray areas. And realistically, Biden would only need to win all three of those states, in which case Ohio and Florida don't matter anymore. I, I It's hard for me not to get tin foily about the implications of all of this. That is to say... I, Obviously, I don't think that coronavirus is like some political hoax or or anything like that. But it's hard for me to ignore that the effect of it politically will be kneecapping Trump's greatest strength in the economy and justifying their single greatest hope, which would be changing voting mechanisms to a more manipulatable format and... You know, doing the old Night King raise the voters from the dead bit that they do in California all the time. It's, yeah. Again, that's not to say that the virus is fake. It is to say that I think there's some serious political opportunism going on here. It's, it's, it's impossible to ignore. And I, I guess I haven't thought about this, but does the federal government even have the ability to tell the states they have to do voting in a certain format? Um, this is I mean, strictly state to, state domain. My understanding, at least, is not that they have to do it that way, but that they're going to bolster efforts to make mail-in ballots available. I see. Um, so it could be just kind of the carrot and the stick bit where, like, here's some federal resources to do it this way that'll help you out. And, you know, most of the time they take the they take the bait. Right. And I, I'd yeah. be a little more you know, or a little less nervous about it if like Trump hadn't won Pennsylvania or Michigan by like razor thin margins. Yeah. 
So yeah, but that's about all I got today. So yeah, uh, I, hope you guys I, well and stay I appreciate it. And, and we have to think about these things. I don't want this thing to become some big political event, but it clearly is. It's, yeah. it's becoming politically maximized right before our eyes. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, y'all right. have a good one. Thanks, yeah, thanks man. You as well. I say this as I, uh, as I just sent in my ballots, you know, I still mail. I say this as a full hypocrite who just mailed in his ballot, by the way. Mm. Well, at least you're voting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so, so is my fiance, though. you know, so, you know, uh, un- unfortunate trade-offs you might say. <laughs> no, I'm sure she votes the right way. I know because right. she sent me a picture of her ballot. So. <laughs> Should we tell the joke? You you do it. You do it. Oh, so so if people want to know the joke, uh, there was a there's a school board election here, and one of the school board trustees was running uncontested, and I just don't know enough, and I was too lazy to research this incumbent on the school board, a woman. It's like I just don't care. I'm going to abstain from that part of the ballot. I'm not going to vote for her or write anything, and I just don't care because there were tax measures on the ballot. I care more about those. So my fiance fills out the ballot. And instead of voting for this incumbent woman on the um, on the school board, she just write, she fills in the oval on write-in and writes a man lol. <laughs> that's, all, that's all she wrote. But she Sends wrote it like in. in the name in in the format in, that a name would be in. Oh, it was a man comma lol. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if those uh, results will be reported by Gallatin County, Montana, at the end of the day that. A man, Lowell, received one vote for school board, but Miss Such-and-Such has won her seat again. All right, Mike Maddox up next. Uh, Mike Maddox, you're good to go. Ah. Yo, what's good? We coming in good? Yeah, loud and clear. Hi, there was some complaints last time about being too loud and all that. I don't know um, if that's just like hysteria. Complaints from us or complaints from (laughs) audience people? Uh, A little bit in the chat. It's probably... uh, probably Are you our cat boy proxy? Or uh, yeah, a little bit, something like that, something <laughs> like that. Um, it, it's funny you mentioned that we got a little from our mutual friend of the show. Uh, we got a little bit of a uh, of a different situation here. He wanted me to lay out to y'all. You feel me? Um, at first, I, listen, I don't, I don't care what Fonboy says. I, I just don't. Fonboy has burned a bridge with me, as far as I'm concerned. No, so, I feel you. I 100 feel you. Yeah, and I, I even agree with you in a lot. Of, in a okay, lot of but I, but what I'm saying is, I don't. I just don't care. Like, if if you want to speak on your own behalf, go for it. But we're not doing Fonboy by proxy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I feel that. Um, no, this one was um, it, it was actually pertaining to like the Canadian gun laws and stuff like this. I, that, that's why I wanted to bring it up. I actually didn't want to do this again, but um, he seemed pretty genuine when he was asking this. He want. I don't he, he care actually, if he's genuine. I care if you're genuine. I don't care what Fonboy says. I I care what Mike Maddock wants to talk about. Well, I feel like as far as the actual question, I actually care too. I'm interested. Okay, in but did you? Okay, is Mike Maddock uh, talking now, or is the? Yeah, no, no, Mike. Mike's talking. Oh, it's it's just about the gun laws. He's actually a gun owner, right? So he's actually wondering. I, I don't care if Fonboy's a gun owner. Again, I don't care about Fonboy. Fonboy has burned a bridge with me. I've been nothing but kind to him, and he's a huge douchebag in response. So Fonboy <laughs> can get fucked, and Mike Maddock, Mike Maddock can talk if he wants. All right, man. <laughs> I, I guess what the question is is, um, when is it? Uh, the question I'm asking you, because I'm, I'm I'm curious as well, um, is uh, when is the right time to actually, uh, you know, what I mean, like, uh, what's the word? You feel me? Like, when you come at, to the door with the gun, you feel me? Like, when do you, you know, retaliate when um, the the state is, 
you know, um, putting in these measures because, you know, I mean, like uh, in his case, I know that you don't care, but, you know, he had, he had a gun that would have been legal I, last I week. I stress, I don't care about Fun Boy. <laughs> All right. I, well, I, I'm I'm not trying to be rude. I I'm, I just don't want. We can't have speaking by proxy. I don't care about fine boy. All right, I feel you. But yeah, when, that, that's the question. Is, you know, when, when when would that be okay? In your opinion, like what type of retaliation would be warranted in a situation like they're facing up there? Uh, if someone's on your property to steal your property or to do harm upon you, I don't care if they're a civilian or law enforcement. Uh, that is theft, and I support people acting in self-defense at that point. And I stress that that is a defensive act. People are coming to your property to steal your property. So, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with people acting defensively at that point. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Wait, really? So, like, so, because the answer that I usually hear people answer that is like, oh, well, you know, there are other ways, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you can move states you know what i mean to avoid those gun laws there are not have... other ways if they're taking your guns and i also I, I think that you can do that but i don't think you have a moral obligation to do that i think yeah. people are committing a an immoral aggression against you that is theft at that point point. and just like somebody coming into uh to to damage you or your property in a burglary setting i don't see the moral moral difference here just because uh justin trudeau said that they should come to my house and steal my property. Suddenly it's, it's moral or it's just, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think that Justin Trudeau can snap his fingers and make theft moral. So whether it's Justin Trudeau's goon or some guy from, you know, who's, I don't know, high off his ass on meth or whatever else. If you're a property owner defending your life and, and liberty and property on your own property from someone trying to steal your property or do you harm that as far as I'm concerned, that's morally justified. Yeah. Huh. Okay. No, I'm actually surprised in hearing that. Um. So in your case, if it was, if it were you, um, mm -hmm. you know, in something like that, let's say in Montana, they had some type of law like that or whatever else where it's like, all right, you know, you're going to give us these guns now um, for whatever reason it might be, you know, whether they're compensating you or not. If a law enforcement officer came to your door, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, man, here we go. Like, how are you reacting to that? I would say leave. And if he doesn't, then we're going to have problems. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, uh, I don't grant that somebody can come to my door to steal my property, whether they're wearing a badge or not. Yeah. So, and I, and I don't think that's an immoral perspective to take or an immoral stance to take. I think it's actually fundamentally moral because there's an immoral aggression being committed against you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I'll, I'll flip the question back at you though. Would you, would you take that? What would you do? I think, I think there are two questions here. One is like, what, what should you do morally? And two is, is what should you do strategically? And maybe pursuing it as in, in a court is more strategically smart. I think there's a case there to be made. Yeah, that's what I would have said. Yeah, that, that seems like it'd be, it'd be more fruitful. You feel me? Because I don't think you win in that fight with the, with the police, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think anyone's really winning that fight. Well, so. and this is where we get into some of the things we were talking about before. On, on an individual basis, probably not. When communities come together to defend their rights, maybe. I mean, maybe you watch. There's a reason Waco was 51 days, right? Mm -hmm. And if you and that's that's a that's a community of what 100 people. 120, I think. You start talking about that on a larger scale. I don't know. You notice that part in the in the Waco docu or in the drama series, um, where the the sinister FBI guy is like, 
people need to remember that we're outnumbered. Us cops are outnumbered 5,000 to one. If they start realizing that they actually have the greater forces to defend their own, to defend themselves, we're screwed. And so I definitely agree with your premise that like, do, do, do I think that I'm going to defend myself against an entire police force that's intent on doing me harm? Probably not. If I have a community that's, uh, that has a solid plan with my neighbors uh, or, or my greater community, my, my greater town or city, maybe that that's more realistic. Yeah. If I could ask, um, you, you know, I, I know that you're um, you, you don't have kids or anything like that. But if you did, do you think that that would change your viewpoint on any of this stuff? Maybe uh, it's tougher to you have you have considerations there about what it means to pay the ultimate price on principle. That is a consideration, no doubt. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I'm sure that would probably alter my calculation. Uh I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that any, I wouldn't try to tell any one person what they have to do. I just think that there's nothing immoral about defending your own property from people trying to steal it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, just, just to get out of the way, I am a fan of the show. I, I, I've called him before. I'm a fan of yours. I'm a fan, blonde. Too, sure. You know, she's all right. Yeah. Um, and I, don't, yeah. I don't mean to, I don't mean to be tough on you, man. I know you're trying to, yeah. to help out your friend, but I, I just say like, listen, I've done everything I can for the guy. He continually, uh, does things that I consider to be, uh, very rude, frankly. And I have no interest in talking to him. So, uh, that's where I'm coming from, but that's not an indictment on you. I don't want you to take it that way. Yeah, nah, I get it. It's cool. It's cool. All right, man. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Yeah, man. Y'all, y'all have doing a, some good stuff. Have a good night. See you later. All right, you too, man. Uh, we're late for a break. Sure are. All right, Caesar, you're killing me. All of my advertising of Caesar has not uh, has not helped market him <laughs> for another owner. He's so cute, though, guys. Um, Shauna Thornton, circumcision is not covered by insurance or Medicare, so if you don't want to protect your sons, at least protect your wallet. Maybe people hmm. will listen to that. Uh, I didn't know that. Well, I guess why would it be more every week? Medicare's, I mean, Medicare would only cover you if you're older, disabled. Oh. <sighs> but insurance, general commercial insurance doesn't cover it. Is that true? Uh, that's what she says. Hmm. Black magic. Are we still pretending the ACLU has anything to do with civil liberties or do we oh, recognize no. that the organization is a group of subversive socialists? Yeah, it echo, really is another progressive echo. echo. It really is. And it's a shame because if ever we needed a time for some some organizations to be so-called civil liberty extremists and really go to bat for uh, for civil liberty absolutism, now's the time. But we're really yeah. not seeing that. At least Quantum. from a mass organization like that. Massive yeah. organization. And they used to. Uh, Quantum yeah. football. What good are 2A protests when you don't actually use the fountain pen? When 1A protests fail, that's what 2A is for. I forgot about 2A the protects pen. the fountain pens, man. It does. Yeah. Yukon Don. Um, my semi-auto Beretta CX-4 with its 18.5-inch barrel and 10-shot mag was tragically lost at sea. It's un- unbelievable. What time? When my canoe was attacked by crazed otters. Otherwise, it would be a $1,200 paperweight now, thanks to son of Fidel. Also said, fortunately, when Cabela's reopens, I can go buy a semi-auto Ruger 9mm carbine with an 18.5-inch barrel and a 10-shot mag. Remember... Those new Canuck gun laws are all about safety. You guys have Cabela's? Oh, Cabela's is so awesome. We do have those here, too. They don't have those. There's one in Billings here. I'm surprised you don't have one. 
No, we do. Oh, you do have one. Okay. I went last week and we bought a bunch of nine millimeter. Like they, they weren't even low on ammo. Um, oh, really? Well, that's good. Skippy James, Skippy names. Uh, hours cut to 22 per week. Apply for unemployment six weeks ago. Just found out that I net $2 too much per week to be approved. Oh, my my tax rate is higher, making 288 of 352 net rather than taking home five of six mm. hours. That sucks. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Keith Johnson, you see the Canadian cops break the girl's nose in the stormtrooper costume. Oh, for I didn't even blaster. see that. Woo, that's the thin blue line for you. Yeah. I mean, I oscillate between like supporting policemen and then also realizing that it's filled with authoritarian D bags. And so I can't just like default to trusting the police. Yeah, I'm sympathetic insofar as the job places you in harm's way necessarily. Where my sympathy expires is when they clearly lose sight of their purpose, uh, which is to protect and defend people's rights. Anything yeah. otherwise is uh, is an affront to the Constitution you swore an oath to. If every cop was like that first caller, we'd be in we'd be in business. Um, mm. Elephant Man, did you know the Bill of Rights is a preamble? My teachers forgot to mention this in school. It's extremely relevant to the current situation with the government overreach taking place. You know, I don't even remember this being like central to my education, like learning about the Bill of Rights at all. I'm sure I did, but like, I don't think we talked about it that much. Uh, wait, can you read the question one more time? Bill of rights. It has a preamble. My teacher oh, has a preamble. I, uh, I actually, I, I don't know. It's off the top of my head, so I should probably revisit it. Hillary Schultz. I used to work for a small clinic and swore I'd never circumcise any future babies after seeing the plastic body shaped restraint to hold them down. Hmm. Yeah. It's really awful. Um, E Quarius says I'm from SoCal, moved to Wisconsin for three years and now moved to upstate New York. By my job, technically I'm essential, but now I really want to buy two firearms, one <laughs> rifle and one pistol. What advice can you guys give me? That's a scag question. Uh, well, it depends. Again, it depends on purpose. So the, you have to narrow down your purpose first, and then figure out what works for you. So, real quick, if you're looking for rifle and pistol combo, is it home defense? Is it carry? Is it everything? Uh, nail, nail that down. Figure out what its purpose is. And then just go talk to somebody at a shop. They'll, they'll give you better advice than I can in the, in the brief minute or so that I have here. But go talk to somebody at a shop. Narrow it down to maybe like two, three, four, five options. Then what you should do is go to a range and actually rent those. Or if you have a friend who has one, borrow one. Because once you have a few options, it really comes down to what is most comfortable, comfortable for you. And if it's a life and liberty type gun, like a carry piece, a home defense piece, the biggest question is, can you land the shot when you have to is the, is the firearm reliable enough that it's not going to malfunction and does it work with you well enough that you're going to be able to land a shot when you have to. So that would be my advice. Nail down, nail down purpose, ask someone at a shop, figure out a few options, test the options before you buy. Don't buy the pretty gun just cause it's pretty. Don't make my mistake. But then at the end of the day, you just have one more gun and that's not, that's not a terrible problem. Um, let's just do two more blippity blue. Hey, I uh, just finished Michael Malice's The New Right. Highly recommend. I do like Michael Malice. I haven't watched it, but I will check mm. it out. John Martin. Sydney Watson is the brunette Aussie blonde. She's awesome. Love her videos. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Um, okay, let's get to back to some calls. Uh, just uh, Actually, I will come back to um, I'll come back to Streamlabs. Thanks, Candy Mac. I, I see your chats over there, and I'll come back to them at the end because we're tight on time, so thanks for your patience. Uh, Relative Reality is up next. Relative Reality, you're going to go. 
All right. Yeah, go for it. Hi, it's, I'm a first time caller. I've been listening for a while. Oh, well, thanks um, for calling in. Yeah, I'm calling from Maine. Okay. Uh, I, went, I went to the two rallies that we've had here. And, awesome. Uh, our uh, governor is kind of killing our state. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous here. I've heard there are going to be some big lawsuits in Maine, but I didn't look into it. Uh, yeah, but... I've heard the rumors. I don't know if, when it's going to happen, but hopefully it will. But she's essentially shut down our tourist industry. Um, oh, man. Which is pretty much our whole state economy. And tourists can't come in until end of July, maybe beginning <sighs> of August at best. Wow. So and summer is almost erased at that point. Wow. Pretty much. Yeah. And they can't even take reservations now for uh, for the fall either. It's, they can't. What are you supposed nope. to do? I, you might as well close up shop at that point. You can't That's, even bet on the future. Nope. Nope. Oh my god. Nope. It's insane. It's crazy here. So many businesses are closing. Tons of restaurants. You know, B and Bs and hotels and everything. It's. What it's part really, of the state are you in? Uh, well, southern coastal area. Okay. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, it's it's really bad. We've I'm I help out in the the Facebook group for the the protest, and we've had a pretty big influx, which is good. So there are a lot of people in Maine that are pretty unhappy, but we just can't seem to get anywhere. And mm. okay, yeah. Crazy. What's the situation in Maine? Are you guys uh, doing better than the rest of the East Coast? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a joke here. We've had like I think sixty two deaths that have all been elderly. Oh wow. Oh, wow. And, and Ma- yeah. Maine is way more rural than, than I think. You know, when I think East Coast, I think like mostly urban centers, but Maine yeah. is not like that. No, it's way more north. Point, and yeah. we yeah. have 1.3 million people. Yes. Yeah, so you're, you're like a Montana type state, actually. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So, yeah I'm sorry but, to hear that. Yeah. Maine's, so, Maine's a cool state, though. I hope you guys, I, like, when I went to Maine, I was surprised that there were so many like uh, rural, middle American seeming people. Hmm. It's not what I expected. Yeah, yeah there are. Um, Probably because those winters are no joke, so you have to be a hardy European people to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pretty nice. Well, yeah. All right. keep us posted. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully this, this gets resolved, maybe in the yeah. courts, if nothing else. Yeah, I hope so. All right, well, thanks for Thank letting you. us know. Yep. Uh, Pius. Pius is up next, but... Pius, maybe you had to take off. Pius, if you can hear me, hop in one of the waiting rooms. I'll see if I can circle back to you. Uh, Katie did. You're up if you're ready. Uh, hi there. Can you hear me? Yeah. What's on your mind? All right. Uh, can you hear my TV, by the way? I need to mute that. Yeah. Uh, I can't right now. You're good. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, I, I was curious about um, if you've ever read any objectivist literature not uh much and i should i actually someone gifted me an ayn rand book i have back there which one is it it's uh i, I, I ran book what's the one she wrote it's something capitalism uh i i i always forget the name of that one it's the uh, one, one I, I i i've read like once and never read and again. i should read atlas shrugged people have been telling me for years yeah. um and i just haven't so, but it seems like it's some, it's probably a philosophy I would be very warm to capitalism. The unknown ideal is what someone sent me. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I bring it up because I think that a lot of what we see today with either like obvious immorality and like political uh, interests with uh, Democrats or um, with people's general thoughts on how the government should function comes from the fact that we don't have a proper set, like we weren't handed down a proper set of ethics when it came to uh, enlightenment values. Mm. We, we kept altruism as our set of uh, moral principles. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that every single one of these ideologies that have been popping up recently, whether it be alt-right or, uh, you know, social justice warriors is they always base everything on the, the general greater good. And like, even if you look at the justification for the lockdown, it's always like, it's for your own benefit. It's for the society at large. Uh-huh. Uh, damn the individual, damn, damn the person. And we, we, we can't really say anything against that because we hold altruism as our society's normal, more moral outlook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, and that's, uh, I don't say this to, to diminish altruism or diminish taking care of other people, but I think the, the, there's a fundamental truth that you are in the best position to care for other people when you've taken care of yourself. It, it, you know, you need to put yourself in good position to care for others before you can, well, if you and, don't and, take care of yourself, how could you ever do that? And, and if you think of like, why wouldn't you just become a tyrant who rules over everyone? Wouldn't you get everything you wanted? Well, hmm. it reasonably thinking, uh, people free who are able to live for themselves and live for their own purposes will provide much, much more to you than people who are uh, your slaves under your whip and chain. Of course. Like, yeah. They have a motivation to. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I, I think reasonably speaking, culturally, whether it be through civics classes or whatever, how, we, we haven't taught anyone morally ethically to adopt a sort of doctrine that puts yourself first it's Mm -hmm. always about the family the community listening to society and and it's putting us in this position where we can't dispute communist claims we can't dispute social justice claims because we just have Mm. underlying principles that are nonsense that we just accept because we 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 failed this moral argument One's got the pushback face on. What do you well, think? Well, I think that uh, a focus on altruism works when you have smaller homogenous societies and communities, um, when you're like genuinely invested in that. And sure. capitalism, in terms of, um, in terms of, of, it's not really a moral structure, but in terms of societal structures, capitalism does a better job of um, putting the individual above other interests, although there are obviously corporate interests and governmental interests and things like that, um, than, um, than other forms. But, uh, you know, I think that our altruism is out of control because we extend it so much to outgroups and foreign countries. Yeah. Taking care of yourself, I think gets mistaken with the idea of taking care of yourself at the expense of others or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, just cause, just cause I'm taking care of myself doesn't mean that someone else has lost out. Right. And I, yeah, sorry, and, go ahead. If you want to add on that. I mean, uh, we, if you think about arguments that people bring up for why people should be free economically or free mm-hmm. and really any aspect of their lives, you will see a common trend that the people who push against it is that capitalism or individuality is only good for like, making money and profits it's not yeah. it's not moral good 
if, if you never see someone trying to make the moral argument for me being like, other than specifically against the government, yeah, liberalism doesn't have an argument for you being free from various other pressures. Yeah, the the morality of a free market, the morality of a capitalist system, I think, uh, is is one thing we all uh, could and should do better arguing for. And I know that Ayn Rand is um, is a good is a good source on that sort of thing. So I should probably uh, become more well versed in it because. Yeah, your point is exactly right. It's not just the practical reality that a free market and a capitalist system produces the most wealth for everyone to enjoy and lifts people out of poverty. Mm-hmm. It's it's the fundamental moral question of what is your property? Who owns your property? Who owns your labor? Those sorts of questions that I think cap make make a free market and capitalism a, a much more moral system than saying other people have a right to your labor, other people have a right to force you to produce for them, which yeah. in any other context we call slavery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I just want to say one other thing before I, I head off, uh, that I'm for, I'm a first time caller. I, I'm sure you noticed. And then, uh, well, thank I you didn't, for everything but, you're but thanks for calling in. Yeah. I, I appreciate you calling in and, uh, yeah. and, and thanks for doing that. Yeah. I, I love your content. You're doing oh, a good well, job. Appreciate it. Right. Have a good night. Thank you. You as well. Uh, dark war up next you look like you're reaching that point it's just <laughs> hitting the wall yeah hey can you right. hear me yeah what's on your mind uh awesome uh hey guys so uh long time listener first time making it into the queue finally oh cool uh, well, well thanks <clears throat> yeah uh so there was a brief conversation on the recent sunday show that got my attention mm-hmm. and i forget i forget the exact context of how it came up you guys were talking about how we're not that far off from state ordered or sanctioned forced labor. Uh, yeah, I I generally remember. Yeah. It got me thinking about something that happened a few months ago. Uh, have you guys heard of Cuomo's hand sanitizer company? No, I, I guess I did see some headlines about this. That wasn't the state of New York going to make its own or something. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Uh, so back in early March, uh, a full two weeks before NYC was even shut down. Uh, Governor Cuomo did a big press conference where he sat in front of a pyramid filled with New York State branded jugs filled with hand sanitizer. Okay. And announced that in order to address shortages of hand sanitizer, he tapped a state owned company using prison labor to produce more hand sanitizer Ooh. to, to meet, meet demand in the state. Mm. Uh, prisoners are paid around 65 cents an hour on average. Uh, to produce sanitizer, which is then sold to other state uh, agencies okay. uh, for about $6 a gallon or a uh, dollar for seven ounces, I believe. Yeah. So maybe a bit cheaper than market, but still for not, not free, I guess is the, the underlying notion here. They're, they're, they're using people, in prison to produce sanitizer for money through state-owned companies during a pandemic. Interestingly well, enough, I was just looking because I was talking about the concept of um, <laughs> of slavery and forced labor with the last video. So I was just looking at the Thirteenth Amendment language, um, mm. and not that it makes it morally right, but that is the one caveat in the Thirteenth Amendment's prohibition of slavery. Uh, slavery is prohibited except as a punishment for a crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted. So 
even if you make them do it for free, that would be constitutionally square, I suppose. Yeah. The question is, is it moral though? Yeah, that was actually one of my follow-up questions. Yeah. Do you guys uh, think that it's ethical or exploitative or something oh else? Man, I'd have to think about this because I guess, I guess my immediate gut reaction would be, well, what is the nature of the crime? Is that and is that relevant? That is to say, if if you're making a murderer, convicted murderer, make some hand sanitizer, is that punishment that's unfit for the crime? I don't know. That said, if you're if if somebody's in there for a year because of some I don't know some financial issue, is forced labor justified <laughs> in that situation? I don't know. I, actually, I, I this is kind of complex. I don't have an immediate gut reaction for you, unfortunately. What if they're in prison for violating social distancing? <laughs> yeah, is forced labor fine then? And even um, they are getting a small wage. But that's that's kind of the thing about that's interesting about this topic too. Just because you you give someone a wage doesn't mean that it's it's morally square either. That is to say, there are some jobs that I won't do no matter what you pay me. And even if you give me a, a million dollars an hour to do it, if you do it against my will, it's still not moral. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I've, I've heard arguments that it's uh, not forced because they have the option to not do it or, or, or that they get paid like 65 cents, but it's well, not so like they, they, do, have have, they do have the option not to make the hand sanitizer. I, I think it's somewhat voluntary. So if, they, then I don't care. Yeah. If it's just, you, you here's an optional activity for up. compensation. F- sure. I don't care about that. But is it ethical still? If you force them to do it, yeah. Well, and, and uh, I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure either. It might be just part of the the prison. You're regime. already forcing them to be in a cage uh, as punishment for the crime that they've committed, and we'd call that just. Is it cruel and unusual? I wouldn't think so. Hmm. That is true. I, I, my gut reaction here is, is as ter- in terms of punishment for a crime, I don't think it's any more immoral than locking someone in a cage, which we consider to be morally just. Um. Hmm. So I guess I guess I don't have a gut level resistance to it. Although um, I don't think there's any question that that forced labor generally is slavery. The question is, are there circumstances under which slavery is actually just? Yeah. As in punishment for a crime. Yeah. And I'll have to look into it a little bit more deeply. Uh, my understanding is that they they can volunteer to make these things, but it might just be part of the. Mm the prison function i'm not I'm, I'm and it probably differs from prison to prison too so all right well thanks for the thinker uh we gotta let you go but i appreciate the thought that's an interesting yeah. thing to think about uh just an ironic closer uh the prisoners are making hand sanitizer for the state but hand sanitizer is considered to be contraband in prison <laughs> okay so they are they're not allowed to possess it but they're allowed to make it okay well all <clears> right <throat> fair enough thank you man <clears throat> Thank you. All right, let's get through a few more here. We'll try to we'll try to be quick here since we're running up on the uh, bottom of the hour. Tusky, you there? Hey there, can you hear me? Yeah, what's yep. on your mind? So I'm calling in from Canada, and uh, I see you guys already discussed the uh, recent ban. That... Just want yeah. to talk about the shit show that it was. Sure. Like there's guns being banned, twenty-two long rifles being banned. Yeah. And I. Apparently, controversies around 10 gauge and 12 gauges. Okay. Like, how do you guys measure bore diameter in the South? Do you measure in, like, after the chamber or 
the so it it just depends on on what uh, it's actually chambered for. So some are in inches, some are in in millimeters. Yeah, and like, so the rule that is confusing right now is everything above the caliber of twenty millimeter, right, is prohibited. It was meant to capture like thirty-seven millimeter flare launchers and stuff like that. But oh, I see. So that's that's for, why they set that rule. Yeah, when people take out their choke. It suddenly turns out to be twenty point something millimeter. So oh. they're backtracking right now. Okay. All right. And I did I got a few emails of people telling me about twenty twos too, which is just insane. I mean we're gonna there there are a few, at least a few twenty two some rimfire um AR models and things like that on on the list, which is just just asinine. But um okay. Any other yeah. insight on the uh, on the Canadian gun ban? I don't know. I just want to rant and rave, and it's sure. just annoying that. Are, for are two you years. are you implicated? Are you an overnight criminal? You got uh, stuff in the collection that needs to go to Trudeau, or what? I, you don't have to answer that, by the way, if you don't want to. Well, yes, but so technically, under the amnesty, I have two years to either right. wait for the buyback program or grandfather it. And mm-hmm. except if you're Aboriginal, if you're Aboriginal, then you don't need to do anything. Which is well, sounds, sounds like it's time strange. for you to get tribal, figure out a way. Yeah. So any uh, <laughs> advice on how to move to the States? Uh, I couldn't tell you anything about that. I don't, uh, I, I, I have no insight on, on how to achieve that sort of thing, unfortunately. Um, I, but are you, are you seriously considering it or you just say that as a joke? Well, my contract for one of my jobs up here is almost done next year. So it's one consideration. I thought about like playing the uh, green card lottery. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's like a thousand bucks every time you apply. I mean, we need some help in the uh, Second Amendment front down here. So I wouldn't oppose it. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, we, that's we all my you go, uh, venting for now. All right. You guys have a good day. Good luck. Have a good night. All right. You think we can get through two really quick? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Icos, you there? Yes. Uh, I right. did not expect to. Sorry. Yeah. Whenever I hear people laughing or saying something, I usually try to like stop them real quick because you never know. You never know. We've had some. We've had some awkward entries. Yeah, we've <laughs> we've been having some pretty great conversations in the Colin waiting room. Um, all right. Unfortunately, a little intellectually draining. Oh, well, uh, all right. Don't worry. Uh, we are intellectually minimized here. On the show, so, <laughs> Okay. Um, so I wanted to uh, kind of ask Blonde a little bit about, um, so, you know, kind of reviewing your, your recent, or your, not recent, but uh, previous, like, things that you put out about art and, um, you know, the, the importance of, um, you know, of, like, classicism and you know, all that kind of stuff over more like modern ideals of art. Where do you see the like benefit of like experimentation in, in art or do you see a benefit? Yeah. I mean, every individual artist has to experiment uh, to find how they can optimize their own, their own level of talent. Uh, But I think that the focus for any great artist, at least initially, should be on rendering. Like you need to spend many, many years 
trying to render things as hyper-realistically and as close to real life as you possibly can. And without that base knowledge, then um, you can't you can't do that. And that's like my gripe with uh, most modern artists. Like I, I especially have beef with Rothko. Uh, they just never went through these periods where they uh, developed technical mastery. And yeah. so I kind of feel like you didn't earn the right to do anything experimental. Also, you have so, no talents. <laughs> so so let, let, me, let me kind of change the framing of the conversation because I was thinking of it more in terms of like music. Um, so, you know, we've got kind of our classical ideas uh, of music, but then, you know, we have such a proliferation of other genres of music. I kind of come at this from, um, you know, the perspective of somebody who listens to like heavy metal, progressive rock, all that kind of stuff where... Uh, at least, you know, in, in some of the more like extreme versions of that, there is, a, you know, an intention of, you know, uh, disregarding this sort of like, um, you know, idealization of beauty and, you know, melody and that kind of thing uh, for a more like extreme and uh, experimental tone. Um, and so like, I see that as, as extremely valuable. So I wanted to kind of ask you where you, where you see that and where you see, like, uh, you know, do you see a benefit of that in terms of, you know, the, in terms of art, in terms of expression, in terms of that kind of thing? I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, still in that way, there, there has to be some baseline level of technical mastery. Like you have to learn the rules first. Uh -huh. So that's that's mostly where I am. Like, I don't care where people take their art. That's their decision. Um, but as a society, like, we do need to have a focus on 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 talent, right? That's uh -huh. how everything that everything in in mo in the modern world ended up sucking. Like, talent baseline level of talent didn't matter anymore. Anyway, Skeggs got his gun face on. <laughs> we will have to let you go, but I'll give you a final word if you want it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can respect uh, if if what we're talking about is a respect for talent primarily. Um, but, you know, I don't think that there in art, there should be kind of an ultimate putting upon a pedestal. You know, this one form of expression is what we want. Um, I, I would much more kind of lean towards the widening of that scope to include things that might not be, you know, or th that might be more kind of like extreme or ridiculous or experimental. Um, but oh, I can, yeah, I'll agree with that. That's fine. <laughs> kind of the primary underpinning. All right. Well, thanks for the call, man. Okay. Have a good night. Yeah. Have a good night. All right. We'll give a uh, last word to uh, admin Voss. It's been a little while since we've heard from him. So uh, just curious to see what he has to say. Admin Voss, you there? Hey, how's it going? It's on your mind, dude. Uh, not much. I just wanted to add on a little bit. I know you're a bit strapped for time tonight, so just uh, brass tacks. Add on a little bit to uh, the email I sent you yesterday. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to reveal, but uh, if you're comfortable talking about it, absolutely. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Sure. So, I mean, I do have family that's, uh, for those uninitiated, um, I'm sure most of you have heard about the salon in Dallas that's been targeted mm -hmm. by the municipality yep. the owner shelly luther was put in jail for what was presumed to be a seven-week sentence because the judge was 
being very petty. He gave her the most ridiculous ultimatum of if you say sorry, I'll yeah. let you scot free, just pay the fines. And she refused to say sorry, so being the petty tyrant that he was, he put her in there. And I believe as of today in the afternoon, Governor Greg Abbott made the judge rescind that. Uh-huh. So she's actually going to be set free as far as I know. Um, I mean, Shelly's a really nice person. And her husband has been going live almost daily, uh, giving updates about what the situation is. She has a GoFundMe up, and a lot of people have already donated, which is really great because she does have some litigation battles ahead with the city yeah. of Dallas, which makes me really upset. I know most people think Texas is the land of yeehaws and Whataburger and freedom, but yeah. you still have these little pockets here and there like Houston and you know the major cities where the the blue control is definitely harder mm-hmm. and stuff like this definitely is indicative of that all right well we're definitely going to keep an eye on this story uh as it, it sounds like there's more stuff to come throughout the week so i expect we'll talk about it on sunday for sure and sure. just um i mean if people haven't seen the footage of this judge you you can watch all of this that you just described asking her to to apologize and own up to her supposed transgressions and her standing strong and saying, listen, I don't agree with your characterization of me as selfish. I don't think it's selfish yeah. to be able to feed my kids or to have the people working at my salon feed their kids. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a great piece of just uh, proud American viewing. I would say good for that lady. She's, she, uh, I have a lot of admiration for her. So uh, hopefully she, she gets out of this victorious. Did you have any more thoughts that you wanted to add? Uh, on that subject? No, I don't want to keep up any much time i know we're a little bit over the clock here just uh wanted to plug that if you guys have a couple dollars to spare if you haven't already donated to the beauty and the beta then uh toss a couple of the way for that gofundme i'm sure shelly would really appreciate that yeah, yeah. i will head over and, and contribute personally when we're done tonight for sure sure all right well thanks man and let us know uh let us know the developments on this if you see anything uh, local that we might not see nationally Sure, I'll let you guys know. Thanks, man. All right, see ya. All right, we'll uh, we'll end callers there. Appreciate everyone's patience. I know we can't get to everybody. We do the best we can, and uh, appreciate your patience waiting nonetheless. And if you're uh, having trouble getting into the show live, or you want to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line. Uh, and uh, that's how we know what it's for. And this we'll respond to them in the last half hour of the show. Uh, was for you, and I really have to go to the bathroom. Okay. Uh, all right. Josh says, um, oh, this would be another good time for me to remind people. If you don't want to do it in writing, you can do it by voice, too. If you want to send us a question, uh, you can upload a, a one-minute video or last to YouTube unlisted. Send us the link. I'll play it and respond to the show. That's an option as well. Anyway, Josh says, uh, I was wondering what you have to say about the struggle of conviction, personal philosophy and politics and the daily grind. That's uh, well, like, is that a me question? That seems really general. <laughs> the struggle of conviction, personal philosophy and politics and the daily grind. Well, I would say that if you found the, the thing that you're supposed to be doing, it, it doesn't feel like it takes conviction in the daily grind. Uh, it just feels like the natural thing to do. You know, one of the things that has been so upsetting about, uh, the lockdown stuff is it, it's it, it's forcibly interrupted 
uh, at least in my personal experience, it's forcibly interrupted my daily routine and my daily habits. And that's a bummer to me because I feel like for the last few years, I've really found what it is that I'm supposed to be doing for the first time in my life. I feel like, yeah, I'm in the right spot. I'm with the right people talking into this mic, enjoying a, a, you know, a community with you guys is where I'm supposed to be. And I'm not thinking like, should I really be doing this? Am I supposed to be doing something somewhere else? Should I really be hanging out with these people? Uh, so what I would say is if, if you're having, like if you're, if you're at a stage in your life where I've been in the past, where you have constant second thoughts about what it is that you're doing, constant doubts about why you're doing it or your, your work ethic to do it. It's not always wrong. It's not, I wouldn't characterize those things as quitting. It's not always wrong to walk away from something that you just kind of know when a gut level isn't the right thing for you. Yeah. I think we should always be evaluating. If Socrates said, right, the unexamined life is not worth living. We should always be evaluating what it is that we do on a daily basis and why. And if you really can't answer that why question, switch it up. Try something new. If you're struggling with conviction and the daily grind, switch up the daily grind. Because it should be work, but you shouldn't dread it. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if the question asker is getting at that. But uh, but if you want to clarify, clarify later. Thanks, Josh. I hope that answers it for you. This is from Will. My question is, as a black man who's conservative or libertarian, do you think the media's pivot to race politics during the Kung flu <laughs> will do more damage to the USA like Obama did with Black Lives Matter, et cetera. Hmm. Will this make more white Americans racist? The squeaky wheel gets the oil, but eventually if it keeps squeaking, you replace it. So is this another Democrat uh, lead that will be detrimental to blacks and the general population in the end? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think that if you aren't questioning the cultural validity of China as a whole right now, you probably are not racist enough. <laughs> There's a certain baseline you need to achieve. Uh, right. I mean, like we need to be looking at this culture and be like, wow, uh, this like godless commie empire where they eat dogs and infect the world with a plague and then blame it on Americans. It's like, you know, we should be in inherently distrustful of the Chinese. I don't know why that would reflect badly on American blacks. I'm... I think what he's talking about is just the political effort to racialize everything. As it, it, I, I sent you the stupid Ben and Jerry's tweet the other day. It's like, did you know black people are 13% of the population, but also they're 30% of the, of the coronavirus cases. That was Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And yeah. it's like, people come to you for ice cream, dude, not political lectures. I don't care about the racial breakdown of um of coronavirus infections or deaths or whatever and uh and yeah i i do th well i i do think that the more you racialize things that are clearly non-racial that is to say race is not the explanatory variable in terms of who suffers from coronavirus it's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of health conditions that are decision and personal responsibility based and those might not be equally distributed across race. The more you make race the focal point of everything, where race is clearly not an explanatory variable, or at least not the best, the more people will become cynical about that sort of thing. I, I guess the question. So I, I, I'm, I get the premise of the question that you're that you're asking. I think the follow-up question is: Is that the intended effect? Are these race hucksters actually trying to install racial conflict? Or are they, or do they actually believe that black people are uniquely victimized by coronavirus? Right. right. Are they honest or are they manipulative? Yep. 
You be the judge on that one. Uh, Sam says, now that we are at 30% unemployment, do you still want open immigration? Uh, I don't. He's accept, never wanted that. Yeah. I don't accept the premise of the question. I, I've never. Uh, find me the clip where I advocated open immigration. I, I assume that's directed to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, the, uh, what I would say is my position on immigration has been, yeah, I think that there are people with assets and skills out there that we should try to find. Even in a, in a state of, of unemployment, the only people I'd be willing to entertain coming into this country right now are people who are prepared to provide jobs right now. Yeah. And I do think that would be a, a, a good thing. But do I, do I agree that we should have open borders to unskilled migrants who will compete with, with um, Americans for minimum wage jobs? Absolutely not. But I don't think I've ever advocated that. Yeah. Uh, um, Henry's up next. Did you see the poll that showed nearly 50% of white Democrats were bothered by the fact that their presumptive nominee is a white male, while only 30 to 20 and 28% of Hispanic and black Democrats respectively were bothered by it. I did not see that. Oh, but that does make sense. That is to say that like uh, white leftists are the ones who are the, they view themselves as the biggest racial heroes who are offended by white men the most. That's what the poll results show. If I'm reading that right. Yeah. Uh, did I, so the question is just, did I see it? Yes. <laughs> uh, not to be too blunt. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me because the people who actually care about racial politics the most are these like entitled, actually privileged white leftists yeah. who sit in their, you know, they sit in their suburban ivory towers and don't actually uh, deal with any of these issues on a daily basis. It's all in the abstract. It's all theory. Um, this is from Abel. What are your thoughts on Michelle Carter, Conrad Roy text message suicide case? Blonde, do you think this is an example of poor parenting? Uh, you get one question, so I guess it's going to be that. <laughs> do you remember the case? Yeah, it was this girl who was dating this guy, and she, um, he was suicidal. He had a previous suicide attempt, and she was also very depressed, and uh, he was like, I'm going to kill myself. And she's like, well, here's what you do. Here's yeah. how you do it and everything like that. And then she got charged with, I think she got convicted. Didn't she? I can't remember. I, as I like recall mur murder, something like that, something like that. I can't I mean, recall the specifics of the case, so I can't comment on that case specifically, but did you, do you have more to say? Uh, initially I was like, what an awful thing to do. But then, uh, I was thinking about it more and like he was responsible for his own actions regardless of the influence like she didn't force him to do anything this was all via text i would his his follow-up for me i'll be i'll be nice uh he asked for my thoughts on prosecution uh on her prosecution chilling speech i would apply the exact same standard of imminence to to encouraging suicide or, or instructing suicide of other people that I would to encouraging or instructing violence or lawless behavior in other people as well. So for me to entertain that being outside the scope of the first amendment, prosecutable, all that, I would need to see some standard of imminence. That is to say, there's gotta be an immediate possibility and it's gotta be likely to happen. Like if you just text your friend jokingly, like lol, kill yourself. And he happens to or like he dies suspiciously the next day. I don't really think that should be prosecutable because it's, it's not imminent and it's not likely to happen. Now in the case of, of Michelle, what's her face? 
we have the fact that the guy was actually suicidal prior, right? We have the fact that she... This is my understanding of the case. So if I mischaracterize it, I'll I'll rephrase my opinion. But we have the fact that he was suicidal. We have the fact that she gave him specific instruction in a plan that was immediate, right? Here's what you do. Do it now. I mean, I I, I have to shoot from the hip because I don't know all the facts of the case. But if it's something like that, well, what is the distinction between saying, here's a plan to kill your neighbor. Do it now. Okay. So I'm not too worried about the chilling of speech as long as we uphold that same imminent standard that we uphold for lawless action upon other people. Mm-hmm. That doesn't worry me that much. But it's got to be a high. It's got. It's got to have that immediate possibility. It's got to be likely to happen. So th- those are the standards for lawless action. Otherwise, anyway, uh, John says uh, your opinion. After watching the MSNBC interview with uh, Joe Biden, something occurred to me. This obviously wasn't the normal biased reporting that we get from the mainstream media, which made me curious. Was this sanctioned by the DNC? Do we think it is possible that the DNC is setting Biden up for him to withdraw from the presidential uh, race? It's occurred to me before. Totally possible. Yeah, totally possible. possible. I, 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 if not plausible or likely, the idea that the DNC party bosses are sitting back going, "That's our guy. Can't put a word. Can't put a sentence together. Can't come. Can't say anything coherently. Is easily flustered." Uh, yeah. Looks like he's asleep half the time. Says intercourse again. Did you see he said it again this week? Yeah, people in the chat were like, <laughs> you know, that means other things. I'm like, yeah, I know. But in light yeah. of the Tara Reid allegations, I think it was unwise. And, unwise and who the hell the says intercourse in any other context? Yeah. He did it again. Um, so is, is it part of some broader scheme? Some broader plan to replace him? We don't have to speculate about the DNC. We know that they do all sorts of shady stuff. We know they did it in 2016. I think it would be incredibly naive to think that they're just sitting back and letting democracy take its course. Uh, No, that's not the DNC. They've got something up their sleeve. Is this it? Fair speculation. Maybe. Maybe. Cheryl's up next. Um, in my research, I found that the first in my family born on U.S. soil are two immigrant parents uh, born in 1620. Wow. How long does a family line have to originate in the U.S. before they can stop hyphenating their so-called mother country and just be an American? I'd say that qualifies. Uh, I don't know. Three generations. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, I don't know. I don't have a rule in mind on this, but certainly 1620 is pretty far back. I mean, that would predate the establishment of this country generally. That wasn't a country before that. So uh, I think that's fair. Uh, This is from Matthew. What are your thoughts on the World Health Organization endorsing Sweden as a model for recovery going forward? They're so full of shit. It's unreal that they did this. Um, I didn't even see that they did. but, But it seems to me Sweden is handling this the way that I wish we would have, at least in 90% of the country. Yeah. I don't care what the World Health Organization says, but I, I do care what happens in Sweden. Not because I, 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 it's not about like being right and looking at Sweden and going, ha I told you so. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I want good outcomes. Yeah. But I, what I'm curious about with Sweden is, okay, they opted not to lock, de- lock down. They instead relied on basically voluntary compliance of citizens doing common sense things, washing your hands, keeping a distance, all that sort of stuff, shutting down mass gatherings. All right. Did they have uh, comparably worse outcomes than any other country? And what will be their economic outcome? I, I think Sweden probably has the right answer on this. But, but we'll see. I'm, 
I remain open to watching Sweden fail and saying, all right, I guess I was wrong. Yeah. And they do have a high degree of social responsibility that we lack in other less homogenous countries. So I'm not really sure if this would have worked in the same way. Maybe on a state by state basis, though. And and, and just just remember, it's not Trump who shut down your economy. It is your governor. It's a state by state action that was taken, not Trump directing things from above. Uh, Mark says, what carry ammo do you like and how often do you go to the range? Uh, I usually carry the uh, Hornady hollow points, the critical defense stuff. But, uh, but you know, I'm not, that, it's just, that's stuff that I've bought forever and it's stuff that works in the firearms that are, are those sort of defense uh, guns. So that's what I carry. Uh, how often do you go to the range? Uh, more in the summer than in the winter. I go, my favorite spot is an outdoor range. It's just on national forest, uh, land. So in the winter it gets, it's up in the mountains. It gets pretty damn deep, but shooting in the winter is pretty fun. You get different, like, I don't know, just snow effects, uh, are cool to look at. But in the, in the summer I might go, I, I might go once a week. Um, when the weather starts getting nicer, uh, in the winter, maybe a handful of times yeah. through the winter, but that's it. Um, in fact, I need to go. I haven't, I don't think I've gone shooting even once throughout all this lockdown stuff. So it's been probably two months. Seriously? Well, since I guess I've they gone. wouldn't be open, would they? No, they are open. It's just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just haven't gone. Uh, but I don't have an excuse for that. I should probably go this week. Okay. Um, this is Josh. Women prefer men that are dominant. How do you be a dominant man without being an overly dominant asshole? <laughs> How do you show dominance while also being compassionate? Ah, uh, that is that's a hard question. Um, I would say like, don't give in to the vast majority of emotional whims of females. You could probably answer this better than I could. Life got a lot better for me when I stopped, um, pedestalizing female nonsense and, yeah. and recognizing it for what it is. And I don't say things have also gotten worse for me when I say, uh, this is female nonsense in direct response yeah. to it. So maybe that's a little too far, but yeah. what I would say uh, seriously speaking, life got a lot better for me with women or really the only woman with whom it matters. Cause all others were catastrophic failures and this one has worked out and I intend to keep it working out. Uh, It's not about telling women what to do. Well, she might disagree with that. Maybe do tell them what to do. For me, it works out though when be assertive, make a plan. And I say that whether the question is, what are we getting for dinner tonight? Or whether the question in my context is, are you going to move across the country and are we going to get married? When when that works out for me, it was, okay, here's a plan of how this is going to work. You in or you out. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this by this date. We're going to do this by this date. We're going to do this by this date. Are you in or are you out? And there's some wiggle room there, like, oh, maybe I, maybe we need to adjust the plan a little bit to accommodate this or that. But the worst thing you can ever ask a woman, whether the context is what you want for dinner or whether the context is what you're going to do for the rest of your life, grand scheme, is what do you want to do? Yeah. And I don't say that to imply that it doesn't matter. It does. But women don't respond positively to that. They don't want it's to make too the much choice. Yes. They want to be they, they want a leader. That's what they want. They want someone who takes a leadership role. It's not about domination. It's about leadership. That's, that's the fairest answer that I can give. And you have to be able to recognize too. I don't know if you're single or if you're looking or whatever. When women, when, when the woman doesn't respond positively to, to your assertiveness and some won't, that's a good sign. It's not the right chick. She just has a vision that's different from you or whatever else. But 
that's you have to recognize at that point she's not she doesn't share the vision that i do move on to one who does this is tiskula um you matt have stated that you have considered adopting christianity of some flavor given Mm -hmm. your strong stance on principal morality have you also considered adopting wicca instead i have not i don't know anything about wicca i i couldn't tell you a damn thing so um, i'm open i'm open to ideas so if you want to send me an email that's fine I just, I just don't know anything about it. So This is XVFD. Do either of you think you'll get a COVID-19 vaccine when it comes out? Do you think you'll wait a while to make sure it is fine-tuned and safe first in general? Do you get the flu shot every year? Um, I rarely get the flu shot. I did while I was pregnant. Um, but I'm not going to get a COVID vaccine uh, ever, probably, out of principle. I'm just not that scared of getting COVID. I think the last time I got shots was for college, maybe. I think I had to get some for college. I have not had a single vaccine for many years. Yeah. And uh, and there's no way in hell I'm getting a coronavirus vaccine. Absolutely not. Absolutely I'm not taking not. Tom Hanks's blood. I'm not getting China's newly discovered cure for the virus. I'll take my chances on uh, getting infected with this thing. Um, and, and that's not to say that, listen, that's not an anti-vax thing. That's not a science denier thing. That's just, personally, I don't think that it is necessary for me. I don't think that the risk of not getting it is so great that I'm going to die of coronavirus or I'm going to pass it off to grandma who dies of coronavirus or anything like that. Yeah. I just, um, I just, I just don't want anything to do with it personally, but I don't say that to suggest that other people shouldn't do what you want. That's what I mean. This is from James. I find that a lot of right-leaning political commentators and podcasters are big promoters of the trad life paradigm. Hmm. Just curious if from your perspective, you think that marrying for love is still against is still the norm against this demographic. It seems to me based on what I've seen that it is more important to these people to find somebody they think will be a good parent early in life and get married and produce as many children as possible love for the person you're marrying doesn't seem to be a part of the equation from my perspective thoughts. Um, hmm. I think so. I think that people do care about love. I mean, it mattered I, to us when we got married. I wouldn't. Um, and I wouldn't discount either of those factors. I wouldn't call them. I wouldn't even call one more important than the other. I think they're both huge considerations. I think it's possible to love someone who would, who has terrible values and would be a par- a terrible parent. Yeah. And that's not a person you should marry. I also think that it's possible to ha- to know someone who would be the ideal parent who is who totally sticks with the absolutely right values all the time, who you just don't have uh, a meaningful love for, and you, that might be the wrong move too. Um, I think I think you should try to find somebody who you have, uh, who you love, and who upholds the right values. I know that's mm-hmm. easier said than done these days, but would you consider one of those to be more important than the other? I would consider them both necessary. They're both necessary, but like the conventional love that you experience with somebody when you're really young is not the same kind of like marital love. Um, yeah. That that's built on mutual obligations and, you know, staying together for the rest of your life and stuff like that. So if you're chasing that kind of thrill type of love, like you will not end up in a committed lifelong relationship. It's going to be a rough life. If you're chasing that butterfly effect, that butterfly effect. Yeah. Uh, frequently. Cause that's everybody loves that feeling, but that feeling doesn't last no matter who you're with. And it's not supposed to, 
You're not mm -hmm. supposed to have that eternally. And I, and one of the things I look forward to, like becoming a father and understanding what that means, I have no concept of what that type of love means. I just don't. Yeah. And maybe you're, maybe you're starting to develop that sort of concept as you're nearing becoming a mom. Yeah, I you think know? so. I think yeah. so. I, I look forward to that. We should all, I think we should all try to, I, don't, I, I just look forward to those experiences that I haven't had yet. And I, I don't care about like being a teenager and feeling butterflies anymore. Like, yeah, all right, that's exciting then. But I don't care about that now. That's not, it's yeah. not what I'm looking for. This is from Nathan. Um, what is y'all's take on the federal government dedicating 1.2%, 46 of the budget as foreign aid for other countries? Is it right, moral or constitutional? I personally agree with hmm. James Madison. Charity is no part of the legislative duty of the government. And that is, it is a strictly personal responsibility of an individual. Yes, I've made several videos to that effect. Um, I don't think that we should give any foreign aid to any country under almost any circumstance. I think the only argument that you could make, there's a few different ways, there's a few different prongs of this argument, but they, they all stem from the, the question, is it effective? Yeah. That is to say, is it in the United States interest well, is it effective in producing the results in the world that we deem uh, helpful to our interest? And then is it effective also has a moral prong. That is to say, if you're coming at this from a moral obligation to help save people struggling in the world, is it actually doing that? Yeah. I know you've talked about this a lot, but it seems to me there's a lot of reason to believe it, it's, it's not, not effective yeah. morally or in terms of advancing U.S. foreign policy interest. So why are we doing it? And the question, could it be done um, by charity? Well, I mean, it, even Blonde donates to the dogs in India. We know, we know, that, we know that's for sure. And, um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, in terms of what we could all do with our tax money if it wasn't taken from us forcibly, I, I wish I could give every dollar I pay in taxes to charity if I was given that option. Why? Because at least I can vet the charities. I can evaluate how well do they perform? Are they actually achieving their goals? Right. I would love to do that. And me, and, and if there's some charity that's like, listen, we have a stand up record in, um, I don't know, it, it, turning third world hell holes into Wakanda or whatever else. Like, okay, I'll cut you a check voluntarily. Yeah. If you can show me, look what we've done. Gladly. I would gladly do that voluntarily as opposed to be stolen from by the federal government. So yeah, uh, in terms of, in terms of practicality, in terms of morality, all these questions, I, I don't think that we could do much worse than the federal government has done on a lot of these fronts. I'm inclined to believe that charity is probably the right answer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I guess that's it. Let's do some super chats. Sure. Uh, man, I hate this new format. Um, Giz the eunuch, Blonde and Matt, did you hear about the researcher who was on a breakthrough with COVID and got assassinated in yeah. Pittsburgh by a Chinaman? Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about this on Sunday, right? I did put it in the notes. Yeah, I haven't looked at the details at all. I figured it was, um, you know, Hillary's intern or something taking, yeah, really. taking him out. Oh, Daniel Gonzalez. Biden says he'll be cutting funding to U.S. soccer team if women don't get paid equally. Ugh, they just lost their court case recently. <laughs> Nobody cares about women's sports. Oh uh, no, I can't believe we're not going to have federal funding for soccer anymore. I know, I know. <laughs> not that. Uh, Samuel Humphreys, get your girlfriend to wear a hijab, Matt. Win, win. She already does. <laughs> uh, Abed, I don't know if she'd be willing to do that. Yeah. Abed says, I vote Blonde's mom. Her Twitter is wild. So I actually can't see my mom's Twitter. 
because Why? she because she privated it and so only people that already followed her can see it and i was already banned she won't let you see it well no you can only see it if you're her follower and i don't have a twitter account anymore oh so you can't even try to follow her right i see yeah uh but i have heard that it is really anti-semitic <laughs> i guess i'll have to follow i'll don't. send a follow request Laurel says, Matt, a lawn that takes 40 minutes to mow would probably make a great prepper garden. Just saying. We have thought about building a garden this spring. We have a few um, we have a few home improvement projects that are on the docket. Yeah, um, but it would be nice. We haven't we haven't done that yet. It would be nice just to have even not even for prepper purposes, although I certainly grant the need at this time. But just for, you know, making your own food type stuff, having some fresh vegetables for making dinner and that sort of thing. Yep. Uh, Shauna Thornton, last one blonde. Prayer is how you talk to God. Scripture is how God talks to you. That is true. Mm. I should read more. Uh, Nathan Simpson sent two. First one, uh, MacArthur wanted to turn China into glass during the Korean War to stop China from helping North Korea. And then South Korea had National Assembly elections with in-person voting and pretty much no epidemiological consequences. Well, huh. Yeah, I mean, we also have data from Wisconsin. Remember, Wisconsin uh, held their election, and that was big. Oh, they're spreading the disease; it's going to be terrible. And it was uh, fine. So, yeah. Something like forty people are known to have contracted coronavirus that day, and nobody's known to have died because they voted in Wisconsin. Several weeks later, um, Constantine, hi Matt, viewer from Illinois. Have you heard about the Illinois governor's uh, contact tracing program to track anyone that may have had the coronavirus. It's one of the most ridiculous laws I've ever seen. Here. Good oh. luck. I don't know specifically, but with how deep we are into this now, I mean, contact tracing at when, when the thing first starts, maybe at this point, it, impossible, especially in an urban center like Chicago or something. Not that's not happening. Yeah. It's, it's impossible to do. Top dog, uh, 8762. You don't know Sydney Watson, funny, sexy, and intelligent blonde will hate her. She is a gorgeous conservative from Australia. I reiterate, I am friends with Petty Bones and Robin Riley. I have no fear of being friends with pop conservative <laughs> Uh Gats Majorts says, been single forever, but can't stand wasting any more time on dating apps full of college grad women who refuse to date a blue collar guy. Mm. Despite that they statistically don't have much of a choice. Fuck my life. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I met my husband on a dating app. So did my sister. Uh, so it worked. But um, but I also ran your match account. And that was the worst, most depressing thing I've ever done in my life. That was, so. that was tough. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't ever discourage anyone to give up. Um, I think the right answer is to is to diversify your your uh options that is so i don't use use a few different online uh options potentially see if we talk about maybe meeting someone if if you can get involved in some sort of club or church or social organization where you might just meet somebody that's great and on the other side of it i think you just have to keep yourself busy enough in sort of self-improvement and and just personal upkeep and maintaining your own personal hobbies and all that so that you don't get so invested in it on a daily basis that you become really down. Because yeah. I remember what that was like for months on end too. And I kind of got to the point where I was like, and that's kind of why it was a relief to pass it off to you to some extent. Because I could have someone sort of help me out and I didn't have to put my mind to it every day and be perpetually disappointed. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> 
So maybe maybe you can solicit some help on that front. If you have yeah. like a friend who might be willing to be your blonde and sort of help you out on a platform, that way you're you're keeping up the effort without getting yourself too down because as we always say on the show, all it takes is one. Just one. One day, one person enters your life. That's it. The whole thing's over after that. Just one person. And you gotta you gotta maintain faith that she's out there because she is. Yeah. You just gotta keep looking. Um, this is from Eric Herrera. If you know gun confiscation was going to pass federally, would you start rebelling or taking action before the law passes or only when the law actually passes? Probably hmm. before. Uh, my line would probably be enforcement, to be honest. Um, I, I like, like, you know, like we've said, uh, once they're kicking down the door, once they're trying to confiscate, once they're trying to steal, I support self-defense and I will always characterize it as self-defense. But I, I, I'm not going to support um, intervention upon the passage of a law. In my opinion, that's not necessarily the violation of rights. That's just paper. Mm-hmm. And that's not to justify it. It sucks. Yeah. But I don't really care what's written on a piece of paper. I care if you start coming to kick down my door and steal my shit. Then I care. Yeah. So even if, let's say tomorrow, Congress passed Trudeau-style confiscation or buyback, which is still confiscation... Uh, I would wait to see who's going to do this. What kind of federal agent defection are we going to have? Who's going to do the raids? I want to see that. I want to see that happen because I, I think you gotta, you gotta consider the possibility that just nobody does. What happens if nobody does? What happens if they don't have the people to come and do it? Yeah. Then it doesn't really matter. Uh, Will Boone, no note. Uh, Scott Allen, uh, federal election standards are and are law and were argued in Bush v. Gore. And thanks for the snitches vid, Matt. A good mm. thing about the Rona is finding out which of our neighbors would rat out Anne Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. I, I don't know much about federal, what sort of authority the federal government has on elections or not. Um, but yeah, did you see this snitching leak? This is yeah. great. Oh my God. It was God. in St. Louis, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in St. Louis. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of justice. And I just, I love that lady on the news. Like, I can't believe that people are coming to my home. And they're trying to get me fired. Like, oh, well, tell us more. Yeah. People are coming to your place of business trying to get you fired. Ooh, Maybe you shouldn't have called the cops that. on other people's businesses trying to get them fired. Unbelievable. Uh, Mike, Bob, I get such a confused boner when Matt gets mad. All of us do. Uh <laughs> Eric Herrera, I was a Thanks. communist in high school, then turned into an avid fascist and Hitler supporter. Watching your videos, Matt, for two to three years has de-radicalized me into more of a libertarian, and I appreciate freedom. Well, please cool. tell Susan, if, you, if we actually have someone de-radicalized, please speak to Susan on my behalf. I'd really appreciate it. And Jared Holt and the rest. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because I wasn't part of the Nazi spider web. But uh, to, all the, uh, Sadly. Yeah, to, to all the Susan tattletales, please let them know. Um, David Elkins, blonde. Have you checked out the Wuhan wet market? I bet I, if you paid the freight, I'm sure they would take Caesar off your hands. They might even pay the freight, <laughs> given little Caesar Caesar's notoriety. There's not much meat on his bones. So I don't know. Well, that's okay. Not probably more than a bet. Yeah, that's true. Sam Hurt, yeah. uh, Catharite atheist, uh, on the side of guns, speech, and Occidental supremacy here. Hmm. What can faith offer us before the horrors of usury, mandatory med, social credit, et cetera? Isn't the creator responsible for our decline and fall? Love you too. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, we're fallen. God's not fallen. We're responsible for 
accepting Jesus Christ and improving our society and improving our sense of morality. So he also said, annoying follow-up, how to separate faith from brave new world of today, our religious tendency to worship a central power promising security and consolation over earthly freedoms mm. seems to be the driving force here. I mean, yeah, isn't that the answer though? It's, it's Catholicism, it's Christianity. Right. And, and we've been talking about this. Well, I, I just mean right in that. Do we have an innate drive for exactly what he's talking about? Yeah. Do we have an innate drive for that salvation? I think so. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that I do, but I can't deny watching it in other people, and it's driving me nuts watching other people think they can get that from the state because yeah. you can't. It's insane. I don't, I don't have a problem with people who think they can get that from the concept of God. I don't know that I am with you there intellectually, but it leads you to, to live the best life that you can right here, right now for yourself and your family instead of appealing to the government to take care of you at the expense of you know, extorting everybody else to do it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, I think that's really fascinating. Uh, just watching this from watching people thirst for salvation from the state. has been interesting to watch. Very de- depressing. Mike, yeah. Bob, any Chinese vaccine would be estrogen based with a soy based stabilizing agent. That's probably true. Um, <laughs> Will Boone yeah. COVID a test run for control. Also, uh, how do you call in? Oh, you got to be in our discord server. Uh, links in the description. You can join it right now in preparation for uh, for next time. Yeah, keep coming in on call in late because of YouTube. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. You got to, uh, and that's the other. Th- you know, we just we we our our system, the only system we have. You just got to be on it. The roll call opens ten minutes before live. Yeah, which admittedly I could do a better job of explaining, but it's okay. You know, uh, people in the Discord are mostly kind, so feel free to ask questions in the Discord server too, or send me an email if you need some clarification. And disregard the trolls. You know, some people will troll you, but that's the nature of life. Mark Duquesne, the ACLU jumped the shark when they fought against religious civil rights because it might inconvenience the gay shopping for cake. They had one job, which was abandoned for gay virtue signaling. God, were they on the forced cake baking side of that? Yeah, of course. Holy cow. I didn't follow them closely there, but yeah, civil liberties out the window at that point. A big donation from JMAC. The new speak that's trying to change the definition of racism is toxic. A lot of it is weighing positives and negative cultures, which is certainly a thing and not intrinsically linked to race. Dargon gets called out for pointing out cultural shortcomings. Is that just a typo or is, is, is Dargon a nickname? It must be Sargon. <laughs> the SD is, uh, the S key is right next to the D I was like, key, oh, so. is there a YouTuber that I'm unfamiliar with called Dargon? <laughs> Dargon, yeah. It must be that time. Thanks, my, thanks my for the brain. thoughts and for supporting. I the am show. not going to yeah, be thank you so much. Uh, liberative, Matt. I hope Ruben uh, comped you the book. No, he didn't. I just um, I put it back there because I pre-ordered it. Like I haven't read it all yet, obviously, but I pre-ordered it last summer, and um, and just uh, you know, I want to I I want to do my little part to maybe help uh, Dave Ruben's cause. But seriously speaking, just somebody it, I I want to. I just want to celebrate Ruben's book release, not just because he's a guy who came from kind of the same perspective that I did, but he's somebody I admire in terms of finding his own path and building his own thing. And I know he gets tons of flack and I'm sure he gets, you know, he gets ripped by plenty of our audience and that's all fine. I'm not saying you have to worship the guy. I'm just saying as somebody yeah. who's, who's a role model in the, in the realm where I've built myself, he kind of, he was, he was a trailblazer in that regard. 
And I have a lot of admiration for that. That's a guy who's like, listen, I'm going to find my own way. I'm going to build my own thing and I'm going to make it happen. And uh, so on that basis alone, even ideological reasons aside, I'm just a big uh, appreciator of the guy. And if I can make a little book cameo for him back there, I will do it. And uh, and yeah, good for him. Congratulations to him. This is liberative. Um, Matt, I hope Ruben comped you the book. I just that read that one. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Burns Marsh says 1.5% of Americans cause a majority of Corona cases. Really? I feel like the, is this that, is a trap. It might've been a trap, something racist we didn't realize or something. <laughs> I don't get the racism, but thank you. Uh, liberative. Blonde, hang in there. What are you at now? T minus eight weeks, still looking smashing. Um, I'm at 33 weeks. So. Wow. I, well, I guess uh, is a pregnancy technically 40 weeks? Is that 40, but your term at 37. Okay. And I, I was, I was wondering about this the other day because it's always nine months, but 40 weeks is way over nine months. It's a, a pregnancy is actually 10 months. If okay. you have 28 day months. Yeah. If, if that's how, if you're just doing like right. seven. Okay. That, that makes sense. That's the difference. So it's like, I think it's like nine months and two and a half weeks or something like nine gotcha. months and three weeks. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm coming along. Uh, Josiah's lot police just involved in shooting an indie victim was running from cops and the whole thing was live stream on the Vicks Facebook. What? And then there was also this shooting that, uh, I, I don't know if this is the same one. I don't, I forget which state it was in, but did you see this one of the, the kid who was, it was reported as he's out for a jog. And he's oh, jogging yeah. by this truck and then they shoot him. But there's some kind of violent altercation between them before the shooting actually happens. I've heard about that. I, I was like, this was probably misreported, but I didn't investigate because I've watched the footage. I anticipate we'll talk about that on Sunday too. Oh, there's footage. Yeah. There's, you can watch the whole thing. I can't show the shooting footage on YouTube probably, but we can watch enough of it to get an idea of what happened. Uh, Will Boone. Thank you for the read. Finally figured it out. Okay, good. Uh, Black magic, last one. Um, being prepared to give your life for your vote is the historic norm. Wake up, sheeple. Ain't that the truth? All mm. right, we're good over here. Uh, all right, just a few more over on uh, Candy Mac has some over on Streamlabs. Thanks for your uh, patience, Candy Mac. Oh. And Silosopher, thanks for supporting the show over on DLive. Candy Mac says, uh, watching between work tonight, still slow. Elective procedures started this week, so maybe it'll pick up. I, ha- um, I had told you... I was fighting with old ladies online, mom's friends, about reporting, and I'm proud to say I've brought them to the side of liberty. Wow. Not only is Candy Mac doing respiratory therapy work, she's converting the Karens of the world to the pro-liberty cause. Yeah. That is impressive. She also says, now I'm on it with some bitch who's on my friend's post, a friend who's an RN not working. This chick works for an insurance company, has no lost hours, a freaking... And freaking out about Florida opening, tons of my RN and radiology friends are still laid off. We are so over it. She also says, Blonde, you're so sweet with Devil Caesar. You're going to be a great mom. And as far as the Catholics, uh, or as far as Catholics, Baptists, whatever, I honestly think being so close to end times, it doesn't matter. You're either a believer or not a believer, and this Pope has failed us. Sad face. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, thanks, Candy Mac. Always appreciate your updates and thanks for supporting the so show and, and good luck. I hope you guys are back to normal work sooner rather than later. Is that all it's, of them? That is everything. I'll double check reload to be sure, but I think we're all caught up. Wow. Is it a compliment to say that's ginormous? <laughs> oh. That is. Oh, people think they're so fucking clever. Are you having twins? I'm like, no, I'm having one <laughs> giant baby that's laying sideways. Suck my balls. Everybody go to hell. 
Well, seriously speaking, this is the moment that uh, I wish I could flash back to talk to ourselves like a year ago. I mean, I'm all never the anxiety. Get pregnant. Right. All the. All, speaking of female nonsense, it was like a counseling session before every goddamn stream. <laughs> and I wish so we could true. flash forward to now and be like, look at this bitch's giant stomach. Aren't we? <laughs> I told you everything was going to be just fine. You did. Before every stream, like if you go back, I don't know, a year ago, like you can tell that I was crying before multiple times. I know. Streams. I got to the point where I was just be like, all right, I don't I don't even know if I can engage because I felt like indulging it would only prompt more tears. Yeah. I'm like at this point, my goal is just not crying on the stream. That's, that's yeah. My, yeah. yeah. I haven't cried on the stream in a long time. Hopefully never again now. I mean. Oh, come on. Well, Get real. Uh, not for a while, at least. Anyway, uh, whoops, that's the show intro. We want the show outro. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Very much appreciated, as always. We'll update all of these stories on Sunday, as you'd expect. I know we're going to talk about this uh, salon owner in Dallas. I know we're going to talk about this shooting where the guy was um, was jogging. The, the the Project Veritas piece this morning on. Uh, the CBS fake news piece was excellent. There's some yep. additional news on that. And then did you see the guy who wore a... Masks are mandatory in San Diego, so he wore a clan hood grocery shopping. <laughs> they didn't like that. Oh, yeah, we'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>